0: Hello everyone, Uh, welcome to Sailor Gwyn, episode number two. Uh, Joining me today, we have uh, uh, King Blacktooth and uh, McBeard from uh, Commander's Horn podcast. How are you guys doing?
1: You go first, McBeard. I'm very well, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, It's an honor to be on uh, this show with such esteemed company. It's uh, worrying,
2: but yeah, it's nice to be here as well. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, so... Um, on Kill the Server event has been finished for almost a week now. And uh, If uh, you guys haven't been uh, been on the forum much, uh, we're gonna go over a couple of things that uh, have been said by the devs. So, the first thing is uh, shout-out to uh, Redis on the forums. Uh, is uh, one of the devs uh, for uh, the Glint project. And he says uh, the A crashes are being fixed right now. so uh, you guys uh, haven't been encountered that much problem right because you guys use uh, new media.
2: I didn't have a single problem no no problem uh, here either. I, I was All fortunate. Good. I would actually would be quite annoying if I did. I, I couldn't imagine what it'd be like.
1: so annoying. They give yeah. you so little time, right, to explore, and you find out that one little piece of hardware might be keeping you from doing that. It's very frustrating, but uh, thankfully, there are no problems for me either.
0: All right, so uh, the next thing, uh, we have Cubitus uh, He's saying that, uh, that emotes are planned being included in Gwent, the Witcher card game. So what do you guys think about that?
2: I think that's probably a given. In my opinion, uh, a lot of people wanted actual chat and I think that's a given not to be in the game in any sense. So, yeah, the first thing I tested when, as soon as we got into the kill the server stress test number one, was I tried to right click my avatar and see if I could say anything. So it seems natural to want that. I want some sort of communication. It'd Be
1: nice. Yeah, some level of interaction I think with the other players wouldn't hurt. I think just a hello or a thank you or a wow. I know Hearthstone does this very well, and uh, I I agree that chat is probably something that you you are inviting certain things into your life. I'm <laughs> probably a player that might turn the chat off specifically, just because Definitely. I like to take I like to take that power away from somebody who thinks that they have the ability to affect my gameplay with what they say. But it's fun to have banter, and I hope that if there's uh, like friend, uh, friend on friend matches, that there might be an easier way to communicate, but that's probably got. A, there's probably a messaging system built into GOG that's going to be built into the game, so I think everybody's going to be satisfied. So it's going to be good. Yeah, definitely. I think the the base
2: ones are necessary. Like like you said, hello. I definitely want a wow one, because and <laughs> hopefully they're either leader card or faction specific would be really nice, or something like that. Maybe you can change them if they're adding these extra things into the game like extra avatars and extra titles or whatever cardsmith. Maybe they could do extra voices or something when new ca- characters come out. Yeah. would be nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, excellent. And um, then again, then we have uh, another thing that says um, we might have uh, other uh, cards uh, being revealed in the upcoming weeks which... Uh, Depends on how you uh, interpret that, you know. So um, it could be just means uh, the old car art, or you could we could see uh, brand new cars. But um, it might be uh, kind of slow weeks in the next cu- couple of weeks until uh, leading to the closed beta. So, uh,
2: do you want uh, to first,
1: Commanders? So I think um, I think that this is. I'm I'm crossing my fingers. I have the optimistic look about it. To me, it sounds like there's going to be news that's coming in the next couple of weeks. So uh, perhaps we won't be so content starved. There'll still be discussions that we can have. We're not just sitting on our hands for the next four weeks. Uh, We already know that there was uh, an event today that occurred. And I think that the details of that will be coming down the pipe eventually from Russia. And they use their twi- sometimes they'll use their Twitter to reveal a car that we've never even heard of, or a mechanic that we've never heard of. So I think it would be great if that would continue, um, or just another kind of news release, just uh, releasing cards. They've been very they haven't been very consistent in how they've been uh, releasing that information. So it can come from anywhere. Maybe uh, maybe we'll have to tweet in to get that information like we have in the past. But it can come from everywhere. So I think I'm just going to keep my eyes open.
2: I agree, but not as
1: optimistic. (laughs) I think Twitter
2: and the Russian thing are definitely the areas that you want to look for. Um, I don't see any big announcements Mm. from that little piece of text, personally.
0: Okay, so um, today uh, what we're going to be focusing on is um, the decks that was used in uh, Kill the Server Event number 2. So, let's uh, start with the uh, deck.
2: Love it. Really love it loads. It had, it, had, uh, it had progression in it, sort of an obvious progression. You spend your, your bronze cards round one, try and win that if you can. Round two, you maybe, you know, throw a little down, maybe wait for them, try and stall them a bit. Round three, you play Madman Lugos and then you play uh, Drake and then you start medicking and it was obvious progression. That might be a bad thing depends how you look at it really but I like the obvious progression I think you could make a better deck than the one we got but um, I I did like it a lot It had some really interesting golden cards as well you go on to it, Commander, if you want. Or check. Yeah, I
1: think I think I had a lot of avenues, but I, I do agree with you in kind of like there's a three act story that can be played out here. I think that like the really good opening cards were Siri and uh, Berna Brand specifically. Burner Brand being able to put cards into your graveyard in round one, if you wanted to play out of the graveyard in round one, it seems to be the only way that that would be possibility, or a possibility, and uh, it uh, it would just. It would just allow enabling of refining your hand even more if you felt like you needed two additional redraws. So I think that card is it's a really good card, really good round one card. Um, and then the cow, of course, very good for any any uh, round you want it to stall. So there is control over what you might want to do over the first two rounds. And there is some power plays if you wanted to close out the game, uh, I believe uh, I watched a video and it was probably yours, King Black Two. You played uh, Madman Lugos and he was just a monster. It was almost surprising yeah, how went strong up to he got. Yeah, fifteen? Yeah, now I'm,
2: I sound surprised at that, but Madman Lugos, I think, I think people are going to think he's not very good. At least in the minute, I don't think he's that good because you can get a fifteen strength hero with Geralt.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, but it was I had to work for his fifteen strength, which felt good. However, if when the future comes, there's more musters or more things. That can put a lot of stuff into the graveyard. Like you might take the Last Wish and Burn a Bran, and then it, more things go into the graveyard. So you can actually get up to seventeen, eighteen, and stuff. So, but at the minute, I think you have to work a bit too hard to get the fifteen, because that's where I think he should be. That's that like the standard. But um, with new cards, maybe there's ways to to get more in there. We definitely sell Ermion, who discards mm-hmm. four into the graveyard, and like, Donna and Hindar he also discards one. So it could have pi- be a really pirates, good way.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, so the first deck we're going to talk about is uh, going into detail to talk about is uh, the Scalaga deck. And the 1st uh, I'm just going to follow along uh, based on the list that's on GwynDB and I post and I paste the link if you want to follow along or on the screen, uh, whichever but you yeah, prefer. I go. So the first card we're going to talk about is uh, Uteric. Now that card, uh, it was changed from the game, gamescom bill, I believe. Um, before uh, doing the gamescom, I believe you can actually pick any car, any um, unit from your opponent's um, graveyard that is basically non-golden. And now it's just a random card from your opponent's graveyard. So um, talk to me about the change and how you guys feel about it.
1: Do you want to go first, Commander? It's random, right? Is that it? He yes, pulls out yeah. a random card. So I feel like you'd want, probably want to play this earlier in the game where you felt like you, your range of what it could be and it's you have a bit more knowledge of what's actually possible or if you know that there's maybe just one good unit in the graveyard, it becomes a oh. bit more... It actually pulls yeah. special cards out as well. Oh, it does? Mm-hmm.
2: And it heroes does. and everything. Yeah. So you've got to be careful. You know, okay. I pulled uh, Bite and Frost and that was, <laughs> that was useless. Although I did manage to discard that with uh, The Last Wish, so it was all right. And not The Last Wish, Burner.
1: Okay. Well, I think in general, the later you play it, the range is higher as to mm. how good he can be. So it, it, it may end up just being an early round play just to have a bit more control over what you get. Um, yeah, perhaps you, you win the first round. Great play in the second round. But uh, there is that random nature and and, you know, the RNG cards...
2: He's not a card Standard that I'm concept. gonna
1: keep, I don't think.
2: I don't know, I, just, I never found him that useful when I played him. It was always, I got some bad, I know it's RNG, so it could've been anything, but I always got some rubbish, Arrakis type stuff. Mm.
0: Yeah, before the change, you can just pick any union card, uh, that's non-golden, which is very good, so you can basically mm. just take the character cards you know, from your uh, opponent's graveyard and use it against them and well they can use their own medics to uh, medic out you know which is one of the targets you know for uh, medics is basically uh silver or character card you know but um but now since it's random uh, you can i can I, I can see that card still being good in some situations but against good players they can be playing around that card especially is a uh, Skeletor, uh You know, faction uh, only. So um, this part is definitely got nerfed a lot. So um, maybe, um, maybe just an average card now. And and plus, it's also a silver card. You know, so um, it's Mm. gonna take one of your silver slots. So it might not be the best thing to play um, in the deck.
2: I think the problem with a card is that you rely on your opponent to play something good early on, which you might not do. Um, and then if I mean the obvious play is if they play something with an ability you want to steal you scorch it and then you steal it straight away but even so you're giving them six strength. I don't know what kind of cards you could you get which would do that much that would be that great very early on you can't steal any medics early on you know musters won't work Uh, encourage you haven't really got anything on the board for it so uh, what are you really trying to steal very early on I mean round one that's going to be actually very useful to you
1: you can steal right, a so, Scorch, I suppose. Okay. Mm-hmm, yeah, it you. really depends.
0: All right. So moving on to the next card, we have uh, Restoration. So that's uh, a silver card that will um, choose a non-golden unit in your graveyard and play it.
1: Hmm. So I, th- I think... Um... I think we're starting to see how medics are, are starting to look. I, I think there's been some restrictions on some medics where they can only pull out bronze cards or they can only pull out random cards. So they had to give a more powerful medic effect, but they had to make it silver because I think everybody was understanding just how powerful it is to be able to medic out anything with any card that could do it.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I like the card for its utility, and I like that that utility can be given. Uh, this is a neutral card. Uh, no, or it's is it? Not? It's Galaga only. Well, I guess it's, I was going to relate it to Naneki, but it still still works in the same way and and the power is there, you just don't really get the body, but um, I think that that's still very, very valuable because silver cards are good and uh, medics that aren't able to do that are really limited by their power there. So it's good to have that option, especially for for stuff like the Operator or anything else that is uh, really defining the game in the silver category. (laughs)
2: um i'd I'd like to go back to comparing it to Naneki. if you do that comparison it's not very good at all she gets six strength and Mm -hmm. you know has a body on the board but um what we're looking for is is a medic that can that is a bronze medic looking to 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 medic out silver that would be the holy grail of medics a bronze one that can medic out silver because then you can uh, chain medic and then end with that one with your predecessors of Freya, but uh, yeah, it's the right card. I don't, I don't know where I stand on it. I mean, it's definitely useful to have. Skellige need more medic things, don't they? Because that's their mostly their gameplay. So definitely useful.
1: Is it possible to manufacture that uh, that gruesome field medic card that pulls random cards out of the graveyard to get silver cards on a more regular basis? That card might be pretty good for that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that is the. I meant Skeliger version. Skellige, um, all right.
1: Because you
2: want to chain your three se- precesses of Freya, bronze, 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 and then you want to end on one that is bronze, but can pull out silvers. So that would be the best thing, but... Um, yeah. Restoration is... It's okay. I- I've got rid of it a couple of times. I think. Hmm.
0: So the next card on the list is uh, Scorch. Um... We don't really have much to talk about because it's, um, it's been a stable card since, you know, Vicious is frequent. So uh, it I hasn't can talk changed. about anything. Uh, <laughs> it's good, you know. You, want, you probably want some in your deck, and for some decks, you might not. You might don't want uh, any of them. So um, this depends on how your deck is built. And, and also for the next card is uh, Clear Skies. Uh, what do you think about one uh, have Clear Skies? In, uh, Sorry. in this deck.
2: Um, Everyone only having one clear weather, I call it clear weather, you can't change me. Um, (laughs) I don't think it was that, I don't know how people would build their deck. I'm basically taking the stance of when the game comes out, how are you going to build your deck? People are not going to put many clear weathers in their deck, if any, or they're going to go for quite a few. That's probably the two stances. I think one wasn't generally enough most of the time to beat smart monsters. Um, But then having none, you had no chance, I felt more than that and you weaken yourself to other people i think probably two is a good stance to go for um too clear weathers a deck might be able to beat monsters and then you might be able to redraw them and stuff and use burn a brand to get rid of them if you're not fighting a monster player yeah i think
0: especially with uh sorry especially the new uh, drawing mechanic after each round so you get three additional cards no matter what so uh, you know, against other matchups, you know, that's not monsters, you know, that could uh, potentially be uh, a deck card, you know, so, you know, there's a uh, course, the risk and rewards playing more uh, clear, clear Skies.
1: Yeah, I think the meta might dictate how many of these cards you might want to be teching into your deck. If you find that if there's a weather deck that's dominant, it may be more than one. But if it's something that you see every now and then, it may still be worthwhile to run one. Uh, but it's definitely, uh, it really, you run it in your deck if you think weather is going to be a problem in your in your laddering or however the competitive play goes. Mm. That's true. I guess in the new build, we didn't have any
2: cards which had abilities like clear weather. But they seem to have removed Sarah. Uh, mm-hmm. She probably isn't hasn't even got that ability anymore. I don't know. You know, there used to be a lot of cards with abilities that could do a clear weather, and you take them instead usually mm-hmm. but i don't know i guess some decks have advantage because they can manipulate special cards in some way square town mainly so they could definitely get a clear weather when they need it so it's always good
0: yeah um yeah during the event you know there's the monster deck is still uh, quite popular and yeah like what uh, king was saying that you know it's probably not enough you know against monsters you know one clear weather just doesn't seem enough because they have now four weather cars now to uh, have access to, and also five, actually. Uh, I think they only play two volume Cross or, or three. I'm not sure. But we had, we'll had we go into that later on. But um, So the next card we're going to talk about is uh, Epidemic.
2: Hold on a minute. So can I just reel you back a second to clear weather? Someone mentioned in the chat, and it's worth saying.
1: I was that, just going to say this.
2: Um, you, you think about might taking one clear weather, two, but monster decks are going to be really, really powerful in that they're going to force you to use your clear weathers quickly. Because if you don't, you've got cards like Imlaif, which will uh, wound you for one, and if they've already got weather in play, it removes all your cards, so you're forced to play the clear weather quickly. You've got um, Draug, so if you don't uh, use a clear weather quickly to get your units back up to their original Strengths, he'll just wipe all three strength or low off the board immediately so you're forced to play your clearers quickly and that's uh, that's going to be a big issue when the game comes out I think. Is that what you were going to say Command, uh, McBeard?
1: Actually no it was uh, it was a, M- a Melancholia also known as Mahakaman hmm. uh, he had said uh, he had said that weather is pretty strong because it removes buffs and I, I definitely played a game during KTS where I had a buffed unit that was weathered down and when I cleared the weather the buff was gone so I didn't know that. Uh, it is something that Wow! Not, it can do that, yeah. And I have—I uh, might even just upload that video just specifically for that highlight uh, because I, I found that very interesting at the time. That is interesting. That is—that's yeah. so
0: wow. Do, do you guys think I don't that's know if I agree with intended, it or? No, Intended feature or a bug?
2: You, you work so hard on your encourages, mm-hmm. if that's what we're calling them now. I don't know what they're called. But then one weather? No way. That's too. That's too bad. If you've got a weather on the board, does encourage? buff them up still What does the weather sort of so work again
1: d- the experience that i had was i had i had a mahakam guard and he was five and then mm. i got weathered and then when i cleared the weather he was back to four again and it, it was okay. almost as if he was dimeterium bombed his buff was removed so uh further yeah. experiments should be in order i think yeah for definitely or the next card chess sorry
0: uh, yeah, uh, the next card is uh, Epidemic, which I'm ca- quite surpri- uh, surprised, you know, in this deck. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, this card in the Scarlet deck?
2: I just felt like, I, I, think, I think it's hard, again, it's the metagame thing. Um, it was hard, I th- we got a bit of Scorch and a bit of Epidemic, and during the Kill the Server stress test, it was like, when they, when they can be used. You just use them i don't know whether i'd take epidemics when building a deck i mean they're certainly useful but um i don't know go commander horn go
1: i think i think epidemic is as useful as scorch mm. depending on your opponent depending on the kind of cards that they play i think it's hard for me to make an argument that i would include one and not the other and i i would i would have to have some sort of educated look at what I've been seeing over the course of many games, if I, you know, if it seems like uh, poor infantry is uh, <laughs> is dominating the space and I'm always getting beat in round one or round two by then, then I would start running Epidemics, of course. But I still think that even on board states where six is the lowest thing on the board, that it just allows you another alternative to to removal. Um, and uh, I think when I first heard of Epidemic, it seemed like it wouldn't be good. but uh, um, I think it just functions just in the same sort of valuable way that Scorch does. You want to hit two or three things with it, and if you can, it's just as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very well. I th- I mean, it removes less strength. I mean, obviously, but it's it's uh, it could also remove potential combos. Uh, so, or infantry being the, yeah, the infantry so. being being the crowning example, I think. But
2: I mean, there's definitely a place with it in some decks. Monster weather decks are definitely going to take uh, epidemic, I think it just works set everything to one epidemic it done um again you to play clear weathers but it, yeah it's, it's i felt like i was using scorches just as much as epidemics during the kill the server but i don't know if i put both in because then i'm kind of spreading myself i'm not sure i'd have to think about how high my strength is when i'm building a deck to which one i put in i think have i got cards like fire elemental which protect me from behind anyway uh, am i putting down poor infantry if i am I'm not going to put epidemics in. So there's strategy in it.
3: Mm, of
0: course. So uh, um, are we uh, moving on to the bronze cards or? Uh... Uh, yes, yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. So the first card uh, for this deck uh, is uh, Clown Creep. You're going to help with pronunciation. Yeah, I'm going to do uh, that. I'm need help with uh, the pronunciations, but uh, I did some of the homework. You know, I tried to uh, pronounce some of it, but <laughs> Probably something is wrong since I'm pretty bad at it. But Clown uh, crate Warrior is the first one. It's also um, the leader ability for the Scholar deck that um, we were using. It spawns two of them, and and mm-hmm. before Clown um, Create Warrior was uh, eight strength um, units, and we did see a lot of uh, units that uh, got uh, got um, to be lowered down by one or two. Before it was a lot of six, a lot of eight strings. Uh, now it's a lot of seven, you know, five. So, um, mm. and 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 that's, that's, that's quite because of really. the medics, I think, because medics is also now one strength instead of zero strength.
2: Yeah, a lot of odd numbers, and that's that's pretty important to protecting things. It's it's worth noting they're quite important. But yeah, clan on crate warriors, they used to be really good, like the empower. That basically just got moved on to another card though um near enough i are we talking about the the leader card as well because it kind of same thing can i go on to crash on crate yes yeah um i didn't like his ability i know it sounds i don't know if you agree you know i didn't like it because it's not like Broover who where it was always useful you'd put down these cannon crates and then they're probably just gonna get weathered or something um, I felt like I mean you could protect them I guess that you just throw them out to get me in your graveyard for Mad Mad Lugos and stuff like that I felt um, just use it when you can I didn't think it was anything special um, my beard?
1: yeah a, I, th- I think a seven strength bronze card is kind of the average that bronze is running at so mm you get to spawn two of those on your battlefield i agree it wasn't my favorite i think i think i liked it more than full tests only because i know full tests was bugged and doesn't uh, doesn't copy silver units but um i think like eridan it just felt better in every way and of course Brewer Hoog is so good yeah. um but all the points you made that's kind of fodder for your graveyard, it's kind of, you know, it can attract weather and it can attract Scorches. And uh, it's this I'm wondering, yeah, I'm that's wondering how good it is as a, as a baiting mechanic uh, because usually you get, you see a pair on the board, A Scorch starts to become more and more tempting and mm-hmm. with this many seven strength units in the deck, it's a possibility that you would be playing many of them. So uh, I don't know if it works in the deck's favor, but I do know that uh they are nope oh, this isn't the dwarf deck ne- never mind what i was no. about to say
2: <laughs> yeah there's so many uh, like kind of dwarves in this skelliger thing yeah like, Skulled guy i get confused but uh it's average it feels it feels average i just thought about something else actually so if you compare it to the monster one eridan that's 14 strength on the board two sevens eridan's 15 hero So you might consider this might be really good, because you can buff it up. I mean, it might be worth more than Eridin, because you can buff it up. And like you said, it does attract Scorches and Weathers and stuff. But maybe it's better than Eridin, I'm not sure. I I didn't really find it that great. I used it and that was it. But it could be better than Eridin, just because you get the opportunity to do stuff with it. When Commander's Horns become a lot more in the closed beta, it might be a lot better. You know, you just stick Morkvarg down and it'll protect them. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright, so uh, move on to the next card. We have Priest uh, of Korea, the medic card that we were just talking about.
2: Yeah, so I like it. I like the change. It's definitely what Mubir had said in terms of they've changed medics, so not everyone can choose anything. And this is a nice restriction—only bronze cards. Like I mentioned, the Holy Grail would be a bronze medic that can pull out a silver card so you can chain all your priestesses up and then end on this extra medic that can pull a silver card out as its final result but um it's definitely good i'm am i not seeing any zero strength cards at all anymore is that because zero strength cards got automatically wounded and destroyed
1: yes. or is it like that's what i understand as well yeah yeah so even uh even uh zoltan's parrot is a one strength yeah, yeah. i mean priestesses i mean
2: I'm just looking for all the bronze cards. There's a, there's a reasonable amount. It's basically going to be those ones that empower themselves, what you're aiming for, which works well, I think, because that's going to be the main choice that you're going to get all the time anyway. But
1: what do you think?
0: Yeah, um, before the change, uh, I, used, I used to think of uh, all Medics uh, because they all does the same thing. They were all zero screens. If uh, if you're only talking about bronze Medics, and they are uh, brain a non-golden card uh, from your graveyard. So uh, I was thinking about those medics as extra character cards, you know. So which is good because you want more character cards because they are generally more higher value. And now uh, with this this change is uh, it feels it's more balanced because you know um, medics won't be auto included into uh, certain decks, you know, because you know mm. they're. So there's gonna be more diversity in different deck buildings. So I, I, I actually really like this change. I
1: all felt right, that so. I, I had a good time working with the the the, the priestesses when I could. Um, oh, you know what? I think I'm getting my decks mixed, mixed up again. <laughs> 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 I'm having a hard time. I'm getting mixed up between Skwiatel very much with this deck. Uh, so
2: I yeah, I think just... it's all the green. Yeah, the dwarfy guys and the greenness. I think it's easy to get mixed up. Um, yeah. That's about it.
0: Alright, the next card, we have uh, Clan Heimei uh, Scald. So, this card could be placed on any road, and it adds two strengths to all non-golden units on the road.
2: Um, He's three strengths, so that's nice. He is generally weaker than those Hawker healers that the Squirtel will have because um, he only gets plus two where they get plus three he has a uh, two more initial strength which is easily um gained from those hawkers with one extra card i mean they're, they're generally good um i'm not sure what to say they're just good encouraged cards but now i've discovered that weather issue i don't know <laughs> removing the buffs
1: yeah this card is it seems like um, if if this is the evolution of persistent effects, like the morale boost that persists along a row, that any any card that would be continue to be played into that row would continue to get that buff. That didn't seem to be alive in the uh, the KTS, even right down to Dandelion's Commander's Horn. So, if this is how these units work now, um, then this unit could be pretty good. If there are better units that do offer persistent buff, um, this may just be. The bronze version of that card but i still think that it, it works i still think it provides value when you play it on a good board i don't know if i would run three of them but yeah they're good look at you decent value
2: yeah yeah okay i've changed my mind yeah they're decent definitely not as good as the square tower but square Town i think generally have lesser strength than other decks just in mm-hmm. general so mm-hmm. i think they might need more encourage i call it encourage you call it morale boost same thing um but yeah so they're all right you know, useful yeah, so, when you see one.
0: Uh, what's interesting about this, com- comparing to Northern Realm, um, this uh, kind of effect, you know, uh, have a different card that's uh, also the Northern Medic, I think, uh, that's at one strength That give plus two to all non-golden units on the road. And the new um, Northern Realm uh, Medics, or and that does uh, reviving, is, uh, three strength, so it's kind of swapped in a way um, but I-, I think it's kind of makes sense you know just working with their factions uh, cars hmm. all right so the next car we're gonna talk about is uh, light longship
2: this is a card I probably uh, I don't think I enjoyed it being in the deck. It's, it's a fine card, it's the same as the Clan on Crate Warrior really, but um, I wouldn't have had it in this deck because I would have liked to have either focused all on melee, to get the most out of those Skulled guys, or I would have focused on a, on a particular row. I don't feel like they were that important. If I had one and I was fighting against Monster, I'd try and keep it, but other than that, they weren't enough to win you the game. Because there's only two of them in this deck. But otherwise, they're, they're, you know, they're decent, they're the same as the Clan on Crate really. I don't think the Clanon crates get any other benefit um, that they do.
1: Yeah, this is this is like the most vanilla card you can get. It's restricted to a row. It's seven strength on bronze, and I think the average strength across all bronze cards is just uh, just roughly below seven. So, I think that you get what you pay for. You play a seven you play a bronze card and you get the seven strength and there's really not much else to say about it but i think it's going to have a place in in starter decks and new decks Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and it it may be possible that you know most decks do need to fill up their uh their i guess not troop slots anymore bronze slots um with uh with kind of mortar filling cards like this but um, it's possible that we'll see a whole smattering of very, very valuable and interesting bronze cards that will just push these vanilla cards to the wayside. It's definitely a card. <laughs> it's it's a card for it, sure. It yeah. definitely exists. Um, but yeah,
2: it's just, I don't think splitting your cards in this particular deck was a good idea like that, but when the game releases, you'll you'll use this card. There will be people that use this card who want to go on the range row because it wasn't used very much in terms of aggressiveness in this particular server mm-hmm. test.
0: Yeah, so comparing this car with uh, the monster car on uh, Griffin, which is at uh, mm. 8 strength right now. So it's definitely mm. 1 point less and 1 point weaker, and plus you have so many other 7 strengths. Just look at this board, you know, you have the uh, play on Kray Warrior and also uh, the, uh, the drug uh, on Du. So uh, that's also, they're all 7s. But um, there's another car that's... The, the, there's another card that's in my mind um, that was announced way before, it's called uh, Skellige Storm. So just looking at the card right now, you know, I, I was thinking maybe there's some synergy around that, or are they still gonna, is there any predictions uh, from y'all, you know, is, are they gonna continue with that idea of putting you know, the Skellige Storm back in the deck? Um, any other factions um. working with any other weather card? Is it just going to be monster uh, exclusively?
2: Okay, I've got something to say on this. Skellige Storm obviously won't be a golden card. I really feel like it shouldn't... Oh, it might be a silver card actually. You've got Aromancy which is just better than Skellige Storm. But if you wanted Aeromancy and a Skellige Storm so you can control the range and the siege just a little bit better, a Skellige, that should be it. Because if Skellige Storm is a bronze card, you're not really going to take Torrential Rain or uh, Impenetrable Fog at all. You're going to take Skellige Storm, but that might be a good thing because uh, Skelliga always gets uh, those two rows. But I think that might be a bit too powerful. I'm not sure. Um, I I got the feeling they're not going to put it in. Well, they might do. <laughs> go on then, you go.
1: <laughs> i mean, well, indecisive. Ske- Storm may not come in just because Aromancy is a card or or that it's, it's too powerful for the bronze slot because you wouldn't run any other weather instead of it. Or maybe that's just Skellige's benefit.
2: Yeah, so I mean, if you do have it as a silver slot, it is a rubbish Aeromancy. But then if you've already taken Aeromancy and you want something else, then for Skellige only, that is a choice that you can control Melee, Range and Siege once with Aeromancy, and you control Siege and Range. So it is worse, you would never take Skellige Storm over Aeromancy. But if you want both, then this is a good option for Skelica. So I think it'd probably be silver still, actually.
0: Yeah. Um, what I really like to see is uh, other factions be able to use weather as well. You know, not just uh, only um, to give the benefit to the monsters um, faction. But uh,
1: yeah, they're a seafaring different. folk. You know, they can <laughs> handle the weather, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. They're definitely gonna. There's somebody's gonna be immune to weather, and I hope. Another faction over the monsters have something like that because they Skeletor used to have an immune to rain
1: card, didn't they, with the, the pirate captain? But that got changed, so they might have moved on someone else. And the Toad used to have immune to rain or both boosted in rain, and they changed it too. So right now we have no we have no rain play cards.
3: Hmm.
0: All right. So the last bronze card. That's um in the Scalago deck that we're going to talk about is uh, Clan Turrsearch uh, Skirmishers. So it's a five-strength yes. melee. Uh, it adds four strings to this unit when it's played from the graveyard.
2: Is this um, repeatable like like the Empower was? Uh, no, well, it's
0: yeah, not. Uh, I tested warrior. it. It does not stack. So um,
1: It does not yeah. stack. Nine is the best you can get from it.
0: Yeah, nine is the best you can get. Unless
1: you mm. have other um, encourage. Okay, that that's a that's a big deal.
2: Um...
1: I think it's good to have it in your hand if if you plan on playing Burn a Bran and you have these in your hand, they may yeah. be prime candidates for those first discards if you have a plan to get them out of the graveyard early, so they can just start doing their real work earlier. Um, but there's still value in playing them and however that round goes uh you have them waiting for you when you are able to res. but i do think that it works with berna these guys work with berna
2: they do also get the skill deck ability so they will go up to about 11 mm-hmm. which is going to protect mm-hmm. the the troll errant it's going to protect Mortvarg. so 11 strength is you know is decent but if you say that after i've mediced him out and he's 11 strength i can just use a weather and he goes back down to five that's really bad. He goes down to one, but then if you remove the weather, he goes down to five. Again, that seems really bad.
1: I think that's what would happen.
2: Yeah. Which is I, that's definitely going to change, I imagine. That's a bug? Yeah. I think I think so. But um, yeah, so he can get to... He's always really kind of a nine-ish card or, or 11 with the deck ability. So yeah, he's good. Not as good as the Clan on Crate was, but... Um,
1: yeah, it's good. I like him. It it just requires a couple of things to happen for it to reach its full potential. Generally, when there are cards out there, like in in other games I've played, I've I've liked to just gravitate towards cards that are good all the time. You play them and they're good. You don't have to have all these Mm. special things kind of aligned to make make it maybe just a little bit better than average. Um, So I don't know if I would play with these cards, but I know that there's probably a ton of more graveyard play we haven't seen that maybe make these cards much better than they appear. Uh,
2: I mean, to be honest, though, it's not a massive requirement, just play them on round one and then you have a, a medic and that's it really. These Priestesses of Freya are pretty much made for those, or those Skulled guys, I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I, um,
2: I don't know if you want two though. I, you might need two in your deck so you can guarantee getting one, but just having one in there might be enough. Because you're really only going to play around with one, I would say. You don't want two which are equal strength, because then they're going to get scorched.
0: All right, so moving on to the silver cards. Uh, the first car we're going to talk about is uh, Morgwarg. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not
2: sure. Well, I've been saying it wrong the whole time. Morgvarg for me. Um, he was he was interesting. He always c- confused and amazed me. Like it does actually say his original strength goes down, so he just goes to six, but it's not a it's not a nerf. You can't bump him back up with um and bomb or whatever so he goes down to six and stays there um, if someone wounds him and then they send him to the graveyard when he comes back out he goes back down to or up to six so if they wound him for say for eight strength, and it's the first time he's ever gone into the graveyard he'll come back out at six so the wounding gets negated which is really nice and it's like if you it's, it's like a free scorch bait
1: you know if you can't he's nice protector really yeah, and he he feels terrible to scorch because you're it's really mm. basically turning your card into remove three health. And yeah. uh, why would you wait why would you play a card like that? He would not do that. So it's uh yeah, he, he really warps the board state as far as like limiting options for your opponent. Mm. Um and he's around a lot. He needs to be taken out a bunch of times, he survives round to round. I just thought he was a really strong card. He just definitely had a strong presence in every game that I played him. Yeah.
0: So basically, this card this uh, basically rep- represents uh, 18 strength if you uh, play him on you know, the first round.
2: Uh, 18. All right, yeah. Okay, that's pretty and, decent. You know, the,
0: and your opponent probably don't want to you know, scorch or you know use any type of remo- removal because only removes three strength you know, each time. So, so yeah, it's, he just so put needs it on
1: It's it's really good.
0: Yeah, so it's definitely above average, you know, this card. I feel, and, uh, and your opponent can't even use it against you, you know, if uh, he have a older, you know, and
2: Yeah, more. that's true.
0: So, uh, it's like, just good all around, you know, the only card that's, you know, that your, your opponent could have is uh Operator, you know, so that could be really bad, you know, if they pull out the Operator, but uh, it's also, you know, random.
1: There's a term in Hearthstone when cards are considered very sticky, and I would say that this is the stickiest card in Gwent in that he will require, he will stick around when you try to remove him, and he will require more than one card to remove uh, if you'll even bother. So he'll go two for one, three for one, or he'll be ignored and his strength will always be relevant. So he seems like just a really strong card. One of my favorite cards, I think, um, in Kill the Servers. So,
0: um, do you think this car as good? It will be as good as uh, Zoltan, the brother, because Zoltan is also, if you play him around on one, you know, it's basically eighteen strength. So, are they really just pretty much equivalent? Because, but this car also, you know, it will be one or two letters. You know, Cross you know, come around, you know, that could uh, come a factor. But what do you guys think?
2: Um, well, Zoltan is a golden slot. This guy's only silver and so that's uh easier to get this guy he's worth more strength on one round he protects Zoltan doesn't protect um, uh, you can do more with this guy they can do more so I think it's, it's hard I always find this hard because you can't just compare two cards based on pure strength and stuff like that anymore um,
1: so if I had to pick between the two I would pick Morkvarg I think I think Morkvar is good because he does attract the Scorches that are not that effective on him. While when Zoltan's on the board, the option is not there to do any removal. The temptation to do removal or the temptation of reaction is is there for Morkvar. He represents higher strength on the round that he's played, and he will protect... Uh, anything underneath him because he is targetable by Scorch which is the card that is not as useful to him so he just feels like a very good defending card for the board and um, I love Zoltan I love playing Zoltan but I think this guy might be a little better
2: Mm. I mean there are some strategies that you can employ with things like Milva that work really strongly against Zoltan which won't work against Morkvarg if you decoy Morkvag does that like minus three off him and he comes back onto the board or? or it just? I think it just picks him back up, to be honest. I think I've had that happen. He just stays as he was. He doesn't lose anything.
1: It's a good question, because I know that when they buff, like for Skelly's faction, uh, when the cards buff themselves in your hand, we, we can hold on to cards that have already been buffed. So can we hold on to cards that have already been debuffed? Like, is, does their state on the board remain in the hand? I well, didn't have a lot of experience with that.
2: Morkvag is unique that it actually says his original strength is decreased. So mm. when it goes down to six, it's still mm. white. It's not a red uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. strength. So when it comes back to your hand, it'll stay at six, and any debuffs and stuff get removed, and buffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Morkvag, better in my opinion. All right, cool.
0: So the next card uh, we're going to talk about is uh, the Prize minion Cow. Everyone is uh, you very familiar first with the card. this card because It's been around for quite a
1: long time. Yeah. So the version we have right now, the the cows one and the chort's nine, if I'm understanding correctly, and uh, it's just such a good, it's such a good first play. It's just uh, if you have to go first and you have this in your hand, it's just very safe. Your opponent has to play into it, and uh, it holds value if it's uh, it protects from an epidemic. It holds value in the round afterwards. Uh, I like this card
2: i've got a couple of scenarios where that is not a good thing okay so if the opponent is square town they're playing Mahakaman guards they're not called that anymore but whatever um on the next round when you the only thing left on the board is Mahakaman guards and you have the potential to scorch them get rid of them for good if you couldn't get rid of them earlier the the chalk protects them so the the cow spawns something that protects the opponent's Mahakaman guards. But then again you could use that for your own purposes if you're playing Squirtel, which is really clever. And one strategy was using things which wound to just remove it straight from the board uh, early, like something like Yavin, because then you get card draw, you remove this from the board, and then you know you've given them basically 21 strength there, is it? Or it might be 20 strengths, mm. nine strength chore and yavin eleven. And then you you know you just pass at that point so there's a couple of options to get around it for the most part is a it's a good early play if it's in my hand in the first 10 it's like okay i'm gonna put it down see what the opponent's got just like zoltan would do the same you put him down to see what they've got
1: but uh generally good i think unique card for sure mm.
0: so uh, here's another question that's um thrown to you guys that, um might be going on to a tangent a little bit, but being the, the minimum strength of uh, each card being at one right now instead of zero, do you guys think that weather cards should change on um, those non-golden cards to minimum of, of two instead of one? Do you think that's a good change or uh, not so good change? That's a tough
2: decision. <laughs> Because the question, the weather you know, card, you can't have to the two?
0: medics and the cow to protect against uh, epidemic. You know when monsters um, play their weather and, play, yeah. and they can play epidemic next and, and now you know all, all uh, you know it is no longer you know uh, being applied. So you know that sort of buffed monster a little bit. So what do you guys think? I think.
2: Uh, I think... I'm not sure it should... I understand the fear. You know, you've got loads of five, six, seven cards, use a weather, and they all go down to one. But the cow is already one, and the the healers are already one. So everything falls into one. It's one big epidemic, and you're out. Uh, they no longer protect from epidemic if everything's weathered. Um, if you couldn't get rid of the weather, then you probably... Yeah, maybe. I've, I think weather is quite strong at the minute. I don't want to change their game because it's a massive decision but still protecting from epidemic epidemic is quite important even if you are weathered um so maybe zero strength i'd prefer them to be zero strength rather than weather's debuffing to two strengths
1: but what do you think i think weather's debuffing to one strength is a very gwenty thing that uh mm. that works for this game uh so there'll be think- riots Yeah, it would be. That would be one of those changes, I think, Um, bringing things up to two strength. That would be the idea that the weather is somehow making the cow stronger, which is which is uh, an interesting idea. But uh, I think I think it's fine uh, at bringing everything to one already. uh, And I think that you can definitely construct a board that is less susceptible to weather by playing one cost cards like this. Mm,
3: That's
1: true.
0: Alright, so moving on. Uh, next card we have is uh, Black Dude. It's a Siege unit that's uh, seven strength. Uh, it uh, adds two strengths to all non-goldens in your graveyard.
2: Uh, he's he's just good, I think, isn't he? I have I have uh, redrew him a couple of times if I didn't have any medics, uh, because then he's useless. Seven strength is nice. It's like you know. But uh, adding plus two is nice, but you need you need medics to really make that shine. You've got a few. I, I like him, he's good. Can't say anything bad about him, really.
1: I think it was my first game that I played. The first game I played was a Skellige game where I had him and I had a lot of priestess in my hand. So that's four cards that are all working together. And I felt like I really couldn't build. Um, I didn't know when I would be playing uh, Drake Bondu and then uh, utilizing my medics because I felt like my hand was built around that entire strategy just because i had all the medics and i had to do it that way so uh my entire first like set of plays was just putting stuff into the graveyard or playing stuff that i knew was going to go into the graveyard um so i think that you'd be able to perhaps push around one and then push around two with with uh with drake and then the like medics if you had two or three in your hand already Uh, but he's just i think in general if you plan on pulling anything out of the graveyard he's a card that you're going to want to include in your deck Mm. um
2: i i found one of the hardest things was getting a nice balance between how many medics you want in your hand Mm -hmm. and actually winning another round apart from the medics Mm -hmm. you know i mean if you've got drake and three medics and restoration that's like five cards that are not going to be played until like, the yeah. end of the game. And Madman Lugos as well. So you've got to be very careful how many how many things like this you do.
1: Yeah, balance is the word. One way or another, you don't have enough power to win, or you mm. don't have enough good stuff to put in the graveyard.
0: All right, so uh, the next card we have is uh, Pro uh, Aaron. This uh, 10 strength melee unit that doesn't have any special abilities.
2: It loses the charm factor of Trollolo. That's a big deal, you know?
1: Um, Other troll.
2: Yeah. It's good in this deck. It protects against a lot of things, like those um, Skirmishes that are five strengths. It protects against a one boosted Clan on Crate Warrior up to nine strengths. And it it protects your Chort from the cow. It protects Morkbarg initially. It's really good to have. And it's just a good card with the particular strengths that we've got on the board at the minute.
1: Yeah, serves the same purpose as Trollolo does for Northern Realms and for the Fiend and Monsters. He's just a big beefy unit um, that can serve as a closer if you predict that your opponent doesn't have the Scorches or bait if you predict your opponent does. Uh, I think anything with a strength of nine and above is going to get a reaction for sure Mm. from an opponent. And when you can get that reaction on a single card, go one for one, I think that's where this kind of card really shines. Plus, if that happens, uh, you can use your Restoration to bring them back. Yeah,
2: um If you look at like the monsters have manticore and that's 11 strength at the minute. Mm. So that's just one better Not sure why monster I think is really good at protecting itself with variable strengths But uh, the troller is just good same things. Yeah
0: So, um, just uh, to summarize these uh, six uh, silver cards uh, how would you rate, uh, I, I, I guess, uh, would be ranked on these uh, six cards uh, in terms of value? Um, so, uh, we probably all agree that Morkvar uh, would probably be the first of this here. Uh,
2: yeah, I'd say so. I'd work put Morkvar number one. Yeah.
0: So It just does so second, much. Um, uh, drag Bondu.
2: I, I don't think so I, I don't know I don't know I the m- main concern is that you probably wouldn't have enough medics and you're only gonna pull out maybe one or two things per game so that's four strengths he's given you just from his ability I mean so, but I guess that does make him about 11 strengths doesn't it I mean you give him plus two to a lot of things but you can only really feasibly pull out two or three things I would say that's true. Yeah. You kind I of want your to... medics in the graveyard first.
0: So, um, so just comparing this card um, against the troll, you know, you know which one is better on its own, if, if, or uh, for the stack uh,
1: between Warkfarg guess... and the troll? No, between uh, the, the troll, troll and Drake.
0: Uh, uh, Drake from Duke, like...
2: hmm.
0: They're kind of close. I feel like uh, in terms of yeah. value.
2: Uh, I don't know. The troll is always going to be good. Um, troll Errant really d- relies on you getting your medics, but I think the redraws are enough for you to to decide whether you want him or not. So either one really. There's a lot. I think it's hard to, to put him in top tens and stuff. But I'd go with yeah. uh troll and drake a little bit. Um, Restoration Aldric. I didn't have a good time with Aldric. And the cow. Sorry, that goes in somewhere in the middle.
1: Me. Yeah, sounds about right. I do like I do like the troll a bit more than than Drake, just because Drake does require things to occur and other cards to be happening around it for him to reach a very high potential, and the troll is always good.
0: Right, so moving on to the gold cards, um, the first one we have is Siri. Uh, so if you mm-hmm. lose the mm-hmm. round and. This card gets to uh, return to your hand. Just, uh, so this is a good my, opening yeah.
2: play, right? Um, yeah, early play, early play card. Um,
0: early play or uh, uh, a stall. Let's say you move, you uh, lose the. I mean, you win the first round, and then the second round, you know, you can use this card as a as a stall card. You yeah, they that's really have, powerful. Uh, more strength than you on the second round. You play that card. And then they can't pass because if they pass, you can just MP your hand and win. So they have to commit at least another card, uh, and then you can decide if you want to pass. So it just basically, basically makes them uh, lose one more card.
2: It's not a card I would actually use much. I don't. I don't know. It doesn't gel with me losing around. I never do that. Um, but. Yeah, she's certainly a stalling card. I've had a, a situation where I had such a high strength from round one, playing it felt like the opponent was definitely going to pass and I was going to win. So I didn't. The opponent struggled to win, but he did, and then she became like a just an eight strength thing because I'd lost one first round. Um, but yeah, I think, think it wouldn't stall. be before Siri um, was uh, ten strength. You know,
0: before mm. um, the balance changes, you know. And uh, now uh, a lot of uh, cars did uh, receive a nerf, but also you know the the medics and also the cow. You know, uh, all the cows is actually about the same because they take away uh, one strength from the troll. But uh, yeah. So um, do you think <laughs> these uh made, made this card is almost um, a little bit too bad? You know, that's almost unplayable. For, uh, is
3: still
2: good in certain well sense. if you lose the first round she's just an h strength card which is not good for a golden card but yeah you play her when you're not you don't care if you win or lose um but that really only really affects the first round unless unless you've already won that one but then she's really good
1: hmm. i can see a, a round i'm not sure how this would go but in my mind you play You essentially get to do a redraw and don't lose any cards. And then you'd play Siri and then you'd have 17 strength on the board and consider passing. You would still have a full hand of cards, 15 strength for your opponent to have to match with their cards. But you would always be up the same amount of cards because Siri would go back to your hand should you realistically lose that round. So I don't know if that's, that's a technique I'd probably like to try to see if it was good. And if I had more days with kill the servers, I definitely would try that out.
2: That's a good, a good argument there. I think it'd only be uh, fifteen strength because series only eight. Right. What did I say? Fifteen. Yeah. You said seventeen. I think. My mistake. Yeah. Um, that is that's that's pretty reasonable. I mean, because they would play one card before that, and you gauge if they had to play two more to beat you or not. And if they did beat you, you get it back, which is really good. So yeah. But that card kind of promotes. Uh, like round one losses, and mm-hmm. I think that's really dangerous. I mean, I, I passed some round ones, and there was nothing I could do. In round yeah. two, they just went all out. Like early passes? Um, yeah, you know, generally two two cards, three cards in, or something like that. Um, and she kind of promotes round one passes,
3: mm.
2: and uh, that can that can bite you in the in the backside later.
1: But it is possible that even if it's not a pass immediately after those two cards, that you would be up, essentially two cards moving into the following rounds or or game.
2: Would you use Burner Bran that early? Because you've got a large hand, and is there there might be some things you don't want. But I feel like Burner Bran is a card where, oh, we'll get on to her later. But a card where you want to get into a situation where you wanna you want to get something specific, maybe don't play her at the beginning when, you know, it's just another two redraws then.
1: Still a temptation to put the uh, the clan uh, twistark Skirmishers uh, or even one of the Scalds in the graveyard uh, in case you also have oh, a true. Priestess in your hand. So you could give yourself the option. I think playing Siri to test the, like to take the temperature of your opponent uh, might be okay. And then you play Berna, you get your cards, stall the turn, mm. put, put in the Scald and the Stark Skirmisher in the Graveyard and then perhaps follow up with nine more strength uh, with your priestess, priestess. I mean, you'd have to have all these cards in your hand, of course, for it to work, but... Um, you very convincing. It could be a strategy that, that could push for round one while still keeping your cards in, in very good shape. Mm. Convincing argument. I like it. All right, so, uh,
0: the next card we're going to talk about is uh, Madman Lugos.
3: Yes, one Ooh. strength
0: to this unit for each non-golden unit in your graveyard. So I'm uh, just curious uh, how many uh, uh, games did y'all play with uh, Madman Lugos Lo- uh, and also uh, what's the highest strength you are able to uh, get him to?
1: I got to 15.
2: 15? And I played him quite often.
1: I think I I don't think I got him very high, although he was always a a later game play. But uh, 15 is definitely I didn't I didn't hit my lowest is five. I think I got like seven or eight, Um, or whatever that's whatever the possible number of those two are.
2: I think I think it's impossible to really judge him. On first hand, I would say he's quite weak. Um, Geralt, formerly known as Geralt Swordmaster, was 15 with no effort whatsoever. Um, But when the game releases, if there's musters and uh, ermion discarding cards into the graveyard and a lot more cards like that especially mm-hmm. with cards which have like an auto play feature on them he might easily jump up to like 20 or something with a bit of effort which would be you know i don't mind putting in the effort so it's hard to judge i do like him i like the idea so
1: yeah I think with his strength being so low to begin with, it's telling that there will be more ways to get things into your graveyard uh, because any higher could easily become very, very strong. Like working, working so hard to get that 15 strength out of him when Geralt just kind of comes out of the box like that, there's got to be more maybe we're not seeing or perhaps he's just tuned a little under to be worth that competitive gold spot.
0: Yeah. There's uh, the new uh, decks uh, being a uh, minimum of 25, and uh, you can add more, uh, but of course, uh, you want to have the minimum amount, uh, so 25 being uh, you know, that, but I wonder if uh, you can actually, um, with scalaga if you put all the cards out, discard you know, a card into your graveyard, or drawing a card, you know, that, what if you run out of card in this game, then uh, what happens uh, to you? If
2: you just lose, or what do you guys think? You if go, you run out to draw. Oh, uh, <sighs> run out of nah, you won't just lose. Maybe this effect just won't happen if you run out of cards in your deck. You know, like you you pulled so many Ermions, for example, that everything's gone into your graveyard. Nah,
1: I think I don't a think just we'll ever get to that situation, be honest.
0: So and we already cool. talked about the uh, Burnout Brand a little bit.
1: Um, any other comments about her? I think I made mine. Good way to get things in the graveyard round one. Good way to effectively stall while still putting down a body of seven on the board. Um, just, it's, it's risky. Maybe you don't want to discard those two cards, but um, you don't lose any cards when you play her. Yeah, so it's but basically... like really stalling. No, um, no, no! You do but, lose her. She is a card you lose, yeah. but um, she has utility. But, uh, yeah,
0: the, the ability to cycle, you know, to get get you, um, you know, to filter your your deck a little bit, which is
3: nice. Card.
2: Um, I think I think everything about her has been said by McBeard. Basically, you've you've got card optimization, which is always a good thing. Um, she's a lot more effective than The Last Wish really good in a Skellige deck because you can opt to take special cards that you might get and get rid of some unit cards that will buff Madman it will buff Drake. good for your medics and um, you know you can get rid of those Skirmishers which get buffed anyway so you've got a lot more options in Skellige with uh, a Burner Brand than you would have if she was in any other deck at all so she's she's good I would say
0: so, um, especially with uh, Scalaga, you know, in this deck, you can afford to play more Clear Skies because, you know, there's a lot of cards that you can, you know, with this card, you know, and in some cards you can be discarded, uh, you know, just automatically. So, so uh,
2: I mean, I might be tempted in the Skellige deck to take The Last Wish as well. So I've got a double optimization. That might be a bit too much, but uh, I'm, I'm tempted to see how that would go, getting as many things into the graveyard as possible. Units wise, and you're more likely to get clear weathers that you do need if you take brand and the Last Wish.
0: Yeah, so as we noticed that this card, uh, I mean this deck does only play three golden cards. There's still another thought that I mean, we could possibly add another one. So, um, so if you guys could change uh, a few cards um, for this deck, uh, what card would you cut and what card would you add?
1: Do you want to go McBeard first? Uh, let's see. Let's see. What cards would I add and what cards would I take away? I actually skipped ahead to this square tell back. Oh, well, I can so go first if you want. Yeah,
2: feel free to I go first. I would get rid of the light long ships. Just focus on one row. There's no room. Having them on the range row is good, you know, in case you get frosted, but it's not enough to win you a match just having those two. Um, and to add in their place, I would like to see... I'd like to see those young Berserkers and Gremis, uh, I think they're melee, and they transform into bears, so that's, you know, when they're wounded, that type of thing. Um, but then I might be able to to do something a little extra. But yeah, they're, they're the main two that I'll get rid of straight away, it's just those light long ships. Might add in the Last Wish as well, see how that would go.
1: I think that's fair. I think there's. I think it's a fair assumption that there's going to be better stuff to put in than the light long ships. I think Ulderic probably would be a swap out for me, um, mm-hmm. and maybe just more removal options. I think that's what I'm going to be adding to all of my decks just to see if uh, if there's merit in that. Um, two minutes, folks. Just before uh, we move on to the next deck, I'm just going to get up for just two seconds, if that's okay.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: To deal with something. No. All right, so, no, don't
0: um, go. Yeah, um... I would like to see maybe one more clear letter. Um, mm. um, what, what do you think about the Scorch? You know, two Scorches. Because uh, um, when I was playing the Killer Server event number two, a lot of times Scorch being like a dead card, you know, I feel like maybe one Scorch is something, but uh, know. What do you think,
2: King Black? Um, I played a Northern Realms game where I had essentially three Scorches in my hand and a couple of Epidemics. And I had to be very, very liberal with them. Just like throwing them out whenever anyone put a minion down. Um, because I, could, I didn't have much else to play. So, And that worked out pretty well, actually. Having a lot of removal seemed to work out pretty well. It's a bit of an anti-fun <laughs> but, uh, for the opponent. But I, I think two's enough. I think maybe three, four removal in a deck is about enough, I would say. And he's already got three in there. if if you find scorches you run into situations where you can't play them because you've got too high a strength then you may want to switch them out for alzo's thunder which is uh, you target any unit on the board including golden and do 6 damage to them they they're really good for square tower later on we'll talk about but... yeah uh, i did run into that situation
0: before that uh, scorch being like a dead card but I think I, I probably misplay a little bit by uh, planning my turns before. Uh, basically, during the third round, you, during the second round, you have to see like your next round. Are you gonna have high strength units or not? If you have a lot of high strength units, yeah, you probably want to play more scorches because um, mm, yeah. if you are, if, if, you can if, plan if, around it. The, yeah. So uh, yeah, so there's definitely a ways to uh, play around um, those uh, or um, to play your hand, but. That, but that's just a learning from experience, uh, I suppose. And, uh, how, how do you play each hand in you know, each different situation? So uh, well. let's uh, move on to the Squid out
2: there. Alright, Skelly was fun. It's my favorite, I think. Uh,
1: I like the whole theme. Squid is my least favorite, actually. Wow. I can't, put my fin- can't put my finger on why. I think it's because it's the first thing I tried. Uh, and my first Gwent games I ever played, so it maybe you just felt very foreign, But um, it's either that or Northern Realms. I just like monsters in Squirtle a bit too much. Okay, so Squirtle leaders off chess.
2: We'll we discussing first.
0: Yeah. So let's first let's talk about the uh, the, the the faction ability, you know, the passive faction faction ability. Uh, the only ability that hasn't been changed yet, I believe. Uh, in uh, the new build. So, um, uh, just, so right now it's been, I think, really, really powerful. Maybe the best one. You know? Just be able to gain power advantage uh, right uh, you know? The, uh, the you,
2: can, you can want. always do it. Mm. Yeah.
1: Classic uh, ability. I,
2: right, you go first.
1: <laughs> Oh, it was just, just a classic ability. We're just very, very used to it. We know, we know what it offers. It offers... Uh, you to position yourself uh, your, for your opponent to make the first action or if you have a specific play you want to take you take the action it's just that little extra extra bit of flexibility um i think it's balanced for a uh for a faction ability so um most of the time i never felt like i was very inconvenienced when it was used against me but it felt good to use to make my opponent go first
2: uh it's really felt good to use a lot yeah um, it it works surprisingly well with a lot, with some of the cards that are in this particular deck. Milva, we'll get on to later, worked really well with her. Um, and uh, there's there's other cards in other decks that would work really well. Scoytel, I think, will be a deck which can easily get card advantage over you. And it's down to this deck ability, really. And the Decoy. Well, the Decoy is neutral, I believe. All
0: right, so... Uh let get into the, the deck itself now. So the first card we're going to talk about is uh, The Last Wish. You should draw two cards and then this card, two cards, into the
2: graveyard. I didn't like it. Not for Squirtel. Maybe Skellige, like I mentioned. Uh, it's gold, which is a bit, I feel like that's a bit much. Um, silver might be a bit too little, but there's nothing really I wanted to put into the graveyard, I don't think. Uh, that, I, that I wanted to put in there so they don't have any medics I don't believe no so there's nothing I wanted to put in the graveyard I guess this whole deck I think is trying to go for a very dwarven board you know you want to get rid of those war dancers and try and put get out my and stuff like that so maybe if you had war dancers you might consider doing it
1: but yeah I felt that the square tell deck was it was it was so good and there are still so many cards I would not run in it, but it was still good regardless. Last Wish mm-hmm. was one of those cards, um, and we'll we'll get through the other cards, and I'll, I'll identify cards that I would probably not use in this particular deck, but I uh, I had a game, it just sat in my hand. I just really couldn't find a time in which I wanted to use it, in which I could say, I don't like my hand enough that I want to get rid of two cards, or I need a card so bad that I need to go searching for it and make that sacrifice. Um, And then, of course, without the medics, really, you can't get that extra benefit of having something in the graveyard. So just generally, uh, just to agree with King Black I didn't like it very much. I also found that if you had about 15 seconds left,
2: you were forced not to be able to play (laughs) it. can't play it. Yeah. Because it takes too long. Uh, You need a grace period, obviously. I I always say that, but now this is going to be broadcast to everybody when you play medics and things like this, you need an extra 10 seconds, 15 seconds, because you can't undo the card, undo placing it, so.
1: Like, the play is made, so some grace, I feel like some grace is in order. The decision's been made that you are under the time limit to make, now here's a little bit extra so you can actually see it through. Yeah, so
0: this card, uh, at first I saw, you know, this card could give me card advantage, which is uh, not the case. Uh, you actually draw the two cards first and then this card, so you always have to discard two cards No matter what, you know, even if you have no cards uh, left in your hand when you play this card you, know, you still have to discard the two cards that you drew, so and This feels uh, like you guys were saying, it's really out of place for this deck in particular You know, For Skellige, there might be a lot of synergy with it, but the Last Wish uh, Doesn't seem like a very good Card
2: for, uh, the- you might be able to make it work by adding in certain things, you know, with cards being revealed to some medics or something, but for now, no.
0: Alright, so the next card we're going to talk about is uh, the Meridian Bomb. It's, uh, it is that- says, uh, it's, it's a silver card. It, says it sets the strengths of all non-golden units on the battlefield to their original value.
2: Um, is this another card, McBeard? I'm guessing this might be a card that you might not put in the deck. Am I right or not? It, uh,
1: I, I might sub it out, but I'll tell you why I do like the card. I don't know if I would use it in my decks, but I do like the card in that when you compare it to a card like Scorch or Epidemic where where the mechanics have been very understood for quite some time on how it works it removes higher it removes low and you get that you get that strength differential as the value of that card Dime Bomb allows you to get value out of the card by removing strength not necessarily removing specific units but still uh, a numeric value out of the card without actually doing it in the same way that Scorch and Epidemic does so I think that this card is great that they made it because they made another special card that allows to drastically swing the game strength wise, but work in a different way. And I think if they can continue to ideate on this kind of stuff, then this card is very, very good for the game. I probably wouldn't run it in this deck, though.
2: I, I just thought, uh, I like the card. Everything that McBeard said, absolutely right. The fact that the card exists is good. Um, it could be really powerful against certain decks when you start looking at what cards. Monsters, for example, the Giant Toad is going to obliterate that card. Um, maybe the Ice Giant, it would take it down by four. So the greater the jump in strength with their abilities, uh, the greater effect this is going to be. And it re- works really good to get away from all the encourages that people are given. You just reset the board. It doesn't work on Mork uh, remember. It will bring him back up to his like six, if because that's his original strength. But uh, the fact that it exists is good, and there might be places for it, but you have to be really careful. I, don't th- I think it's a card, y- you can like decide that you don't want to buff any of your own deck, but taking this card is a, it's a gamble, isn't it? You don't know what your opponent's going to do. If they don't buff their cards very much, then it's not going to be very useful.
1: Yeah, it could be. It could end up being a tech choice against specific decks that are mm. seen to be very strong. That involve a lot of boosts. We haven't seen glyphs in the game yet. We haven't seen Commander's Horn really function in the way that yeah, we understood it to. So, what does this? Does this remove the buff? But does the glyph remain? Does the glyph still double it after I it's removed? I have the feeling they're
2: going to remove glyphs altogether. It would be, it,
1: you, in the game, yes. or this card? Yes. Well, yeah, you think, you think glyphs are gone? Commander's
2: Horn is now a one-time thing. The weather cards you don't need the glyphs to show you because it's present on the row in the animation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so yeah I I really feel everything seems to be a one-use thing promotion scorch and so I don't think glyphs will be a thing anymore
1: Mm. it's possible I mean there is really only one choice unless you were particularly having a mushroom strategy and if the choice is double strength how many other options are you going to provide that are better than that or equal to that it's just very very strong well, so it war could be cry. a design space limitation
2: we saw war cry aren't we that mm-hmm. sort of doubles the strength of wounded you've got yeah. alchemy which doubles the strength of non abilities mm-hmm. um, but none of these say they use glyphs in any sense so no mushrooms will probably just do whatever's on the board you know double the strength of no add plus four to everything that's on the board
1: at this particular time mm-hmm. and we saw how yeah, dandelion this- acted
0: yeah, this being a silver car, you know, just I just don't, don't see this being very good unless you're building a deck around it, you know, and then you're only building, you know, your whole deck around one card, so, yeah, I just don't see this, This I see this car low average for now, especially being a silver car. if it's, it's brown, then yeah, then maybe um, there might be decks that will be building, but.
1: That's my opinion so far. It also doesn't.
2: Does it remove wounding?
1: It does, doesn't it? Does it? Uh, yeah, I think it does. I think if I think if it's green or red, it just goes. to It doesn't to white get facts.
2: rid of weather effects, though.
1: Well, that I, know. System, I that
2: I don't. I think. I not
1: I'm pretty sure yeah, it doesn't really get rid of
2: weathers.
1: If we're doing okay. the order of operations where weather is applied oh, yeah. first, then I think then I think it weather would still be applied here unless it somehow destroys the weather glyph. I feel like it would be fair if it destroyed the Weather Glyph as well, because that's kind of what it like. The whole purpose is to return units to its normal strength, where weather is specifically trying to stop that. But yeah. it, that maybe that makes it far too strong. Yeah, because then what's the point in Clear Weathers? Oh, I guess there, it is
2: silver. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. We'll
1: see, I guess. Mm. OK,
0: so the next card we're going to talk about is uh... The one we know and love
2: very much, so uh, yeah. decoy, which is now a silver card. Yes. Uh, I think it's an amazing card. I like the balance they did on it. I feel like Squirtel's leader card, is it Onya? That's how I've been told it's pronounced. Hers, I think she's going to change completely, because they definitely don't want too many decoys floating around. And it's a very, very good card. Works really well with Bruva, Hoog. He can pull this out whenever he wants. So effectively, you can get any ability that's in your deck um, with providing you've got it in your hand with
1: the decoy. It's super good. Yeah, decoy is just amazing. It's just a great card, and it's clear that it's such a good card that it's been restricted now to one per deck. And yeah, if Squirtel is given a card in the future, I mean, we know we know there was a card that exists that at one point, Freehead Officer, which had a decoy mechanic built into it. We don't know the fate of that card, but uh, if if it's possible, that's going to tell. Yeah, if if it's possible that they get a second decoy ability, and like this isn't the only one that you get, it could really push the deck into a really, uh, to really out of control spot. I think because if three decoys are too much, but one's okay, two might be walking the line.
2: Well, the weird thing is, before this new build, we weren't really even considering decoys being that. They were good, but everyone was taking them, and it wasn't that. But now they've really constricted it. Just one extra decoy in your deck makes a huge difference mm-hmm. to whether you, you know, pass around or whatever. So it's a big deal.
0: Yeah. So now you only have one decoy now. So it's, uh, the game can come down to you know who draws the decoy or who has the decoy in their hands. Because uh, you can work that into uh, you know automatic one card advantage. So. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, is the game going to be decided based on
2: that, or on, uh, in terms of based No, on I don't the, think uh, so. I think a lot of people will take a decoy, maybe. Works a lot better in Square Tower with Bruva Hoog and Milver again, but uh, I think a lot of people will take it. I don't think it will decide a game.
1: I had a game where I edged out a round because I was able to play Hawker Healer, Decoy, Hawker Healer, and get mm. after my opponent passed, and I really didn't have a lot of options left, and uh, it did help me out. So the Decoy works with a lot of cards. Yeah, uh, maybe
2: well Maybe not it works too with, many
1: here. It works with no. some. It works with Operator, it works with Hawker Healer, it works with Barkley if you want to do that. Yeah. Um, and but, Alvin yeah. Merck. And Alvin Merck, who could play decoys as well. I'm sure we'll get to Alvin Merck. Mm. Uh, shortly but yeah decoy is just uh, one of the best cards we're
2: not going to talk about scorch clear weather and stuff or are we?
0: No, but we i don't think they play any different despite uh, uh, mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. so, so much strength uh,
0: 11 strength uh, uh, dis- disloyal but uh, he can be placed on any road uh, on the side and he draws one card and then remove two strengths of uh, a uh, golden ability on arrow.
2: Um, 11 strength is really high. There's a lot of choice, though. You can negate the 11 strength in certain ways, you know, weather um, or stuff like that. But the minus two, is a it's a big deal. I managed to wipe out six poor infantry with him. Because it just minus two off all of them, they all get destroyed. The thing was, I basically just replaced that 12 strength that I scorched with him. But um, I did gain a card for it, so it stopped him from promoting him as well. He's really, really powerful. Again, you can use it against the cow. Um, I think he
1: is pretty strong, but I don't know. I never felt comfortable
2: using him. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a real decision making, like a real kind of critical thinking card where he has 11 strength, but it's kind of 11 strength with an asterisk where whatever he removes will actually bring him down to maybe more like maybe what Stennis is at. Um, you get that benefit there. And you do also have the benefit of destroying things like poor infantry or or anything that has been weathered. Um, playing it into weather is mm-hmm. also not bad because now he's not even a threat strength wise and it's just gravy uh, from then on in. But um, I just remember having to make some a couple tough choices. Like, should I like, should I play him now? Like, he's, it mm. is a lot of strength. It is. I think eleven might be where the discomfort line was because I felt much more comfortable yeah. playing like an eight strength spy. I think in my mind, but eleven is uh, eleven is uh, that could be very swingy if you if you can't deal with it.
2: Well, if you don't have any scorches yourself, playing him would prevent your opponent pretty much from scorching you in any sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. without getting rid of his own. However, if you play him, are you still going to try and win that round if you give them 11 strengths? I mean like it could be doubled and stuff. It's crazy if they start doing that. I had like a northern round promote
1: him, which was annoying. That, <laughs> that is annoying. Yeah, before uh, the
0: games, uh, Bill is uh, Ace strength, like you said, you know, so... Now, uh, his 11 strength, which, uh, people are still saying is still very good, so... Um, just showing how powerful the card is. The, the debuff, uh, and also, you know, the stall aspect. Because any card with stall is gonna be really powerful, you know. Because, uh, mm-hmm. decoy, you know, for example, that's a stall card, you know. So I feel like this can this Gwen, uh, can be... Uh, Whoever can have the most card advantage, uh, can, can have control of the game so, because they have the final say, so so the the, the game is going to be revolving around uh, gaining card advantage, and so that's going to be your uh, number one thing of thinking when uh, you're building your deck, for most decks. You know. uh, unless you're uh, playing a monster, which monster doesn't give you a lot of uh, ways to uh, gain card advantage. Uh, that um, that'll probably balance itself out or something.
1: Yeah, I think he's a good card so, though. I think I might, I would, I would experiment with this card. It is a spy, so. Yeah. Mm.
0: So this deck also plays one epidemic, and one claywire, and two uh, scorches.
2: Um, I don't think there's much difference between this and Skelliger's. Skelliger usually got a little bit of a higher strength, I think, uh, but not not overly. I think it's they play pretty much the same, just using it if some
1: occurs. I think uh, I think discussing the co- discussing the composition of the special cards is important when you're looking at the Alvin Mercenary card. Not to jump ahead, but Alvin right, Mercenary really has. Those, that's basically the Elven Mercenaries uh, options when whenever you play it. So um, there are a lot of situations where Elven Mercenary was scorching itself or epidemicing itself, and maybe you might pick a different uh, layout of special cards if you yeah, still, wanted to write, still, still wanted to run Elven Merc. Are we gonna? Can we talk about Elven Merc now?
0: Oh yeah, and no, let's um, go ahead and we'll move on right into yeah. Elven Mercenary.
3: Yes, yeah, so it's so, yeah.
0: three strings. Uh, it can be placed on any road, uh, on, on your own uh, road, and uh, place any random special card from your deck.
2: So, as you say, yeah, special card composition is really important. This deck, I think, had really bad special card composition. Um, I, people were moaning that, oh, I scorched my own stuff, but I feel like if you know it, you've got the potential to put out a scorch, you don't play Alvin Merc until the opponent has the highest strength. So I think there were some mistakes made by people and then they moaned about it. But like Elv- Alzor's Thunder is like the main card that I'm always referencing. That is a safe wounding mm-hmm. card. So Alzor's Thunder is a special card that when you play it, you get to choose a card on the board, including golden ones, and wound it for six strength. So if the Alvin Merc pulls out Alzor's Thunder, you always get to pick the cards, so it's never a bad a bad card to pull out. Unlike Scorch and Epidemic, which there could be. I never had a bad, a bad time with her. I used her knowing what I would get. Um, but you can get silver ones too. Or gold mm. ones. So that's really, really good.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Just having the option there. But this particular special card composition, I didn't think was very good. Too many special cards. You want to confine yourself to maybe one or two types. I think.
1: Yeah. It wasn't the best showing for the card, but I think the card is much better than it appears.
2: Um, I, think, um,
0: I think because the Squid Hell, uh, they just have so many good cars. So uh, I think the dev just on purpose made this uh, that, and this, car, and this deck uh, being a little bit out of place in all the different cars. So it's not a very optimized deck. but. We can kind of see, you know, just exactly what kind of tools uh, spoiled health they have in their disposal. So So, this card definitely could be very powerful, you know, if you have the right deck, you know, building around. But uh, yeah, but not for uh, this uh, particular deck, I think it's the now, too.
2: So she hasn't actually changed at all, has she? From when we were saying she was massively, massively, massively powerful. It's just that now we've only got one
1: decoy. She's stronger. She, she, yeah, has, she's three. Stronger, she has three strength she's now. Also, she's um, even better. <laughs> well, she used to have two. She used to have two. But I think that when there was three decoy, op- I think the three decoy opportunity was probably what made it worse. Yeah. Than, than it that, that was a nerf. scenario. Well, I
2: guess since um, Chess sort of did this kind of tangent with Skellige, I'm going to ask, what about Nature's Gift? Do you really? Do you think that's going to stay in? Because that allows yeah, you to I was reuse. the exact
0: same decoy, thing actually.
2: Were you? Mm. Um, I think a nature's gift will be a silver card, if it's going to be in, because its potential is so huge. To replay a decoy, or replay uh, the last wish, or something. Even though that's not that great. <laughs> um, mm. But some people are saying, oh, I don't like that it will be a silver card because promotion for northern realms is bronze, and that's their particular specific. But I don't think every Every deck needs uh, a special card, which is of equal value. Um, nature's Gift is really potentially strong. So a silver card is fine for that. And Bruva who can always pull it out then if whenever mm-hmm. he wants.
1: Uh, well, somebody in the chat saying that Nature's Gift is bronze, but it can only copy bronze and silver cards, which doesn't doesn't change your argument, really. But I don't. We. I also don't know where that information. How how true that is. Uh, he
2: says. I think so. I don't think it was. Okay. I don't think it's guaranteed. But I really. I don't generally like the idea that they're, because how do you know what the last special card played was? It's usually, through either having to memorize it or it's in what the last special card in the top left UI shows you. And if the last UI shows you it was a it was a golden one, there's no way of finding out what the yeah. last. Um, bronze or silver one is and so those those particular requirements start to become a bit hazy Uh, and there's certain cards that used to like lesion that i think like caranthia now he's he uses a a frost but it doesn't count as a a special card because he doesn't play the special card he just sort of does the frost you have to be careful with that as well
0: Yeah, and, and uh, if you look at the wording for this car right now, it still says "special car." It seems like you know all the special cars was known before changed into events. I think uh, they're in the process of getting all the warnings out there. You can tell, you know, they're doing a lot of experimenting with the bill. You know, just trying new things out, you know, and see. How um, these cards gonna play? You know how the players are gonna think. Uh, I think it's, it's a very good thing because um, we're not even close beta yet. And even doing close beta, the devs even said on the forum they're still gonna do a lot of exper- experiments and you know, with different cards. So um, yeah, let's do that before uh, you know, before uh, open beta. So yeah, definitely uh, on board against that. I mean, with that idea. All right, so let's move on to the next card. So the next card we have is uh, Hawker Healer. It's uh, one strength. It uh, can place on any road that is loyal. Adds three strength to all non-golden units on the road.
1: Yeah, maybe I, uh, maybe I missed something, but every time I played this card, it felt awesome. I really enjoyed this card, I thought that the buffs were significant. Uh, Like I said, I got a chance to decoy one back and play it again on a very big row uh, to win a round I felt like I was very, very behind in. Um, I just, I really like this card. I think that out of all the cards that do the buffs, I think it's much more about the buffs and less about the actual unit strength if you get a good board to play it on. And uh, it felt really good when you got your um, Mahakman Guards buffed up with Hawker Healer because that you know that buff's going to stick around unless they get removed. Those are my experiences with it, at least.
0: Uh, uh, Kim, Kim Blacktooth, uh, I don't think we can hear you. Uh, did you uh, you happen to check your mic? Uh, to see? Uh, yeah, sorry, I muted it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no
2: problem. I didn't yeah, say anything ahead. interesting. <laughs> Fine. Thanks for letting me know. Um, sure. Yeah, I just said I agree with McBeard. Totally just felt good. And this deck gave it more opportunities because you could decoy it up and, you know, stuff, so... Although you could medic the other guy, from Skellige, but this one felt more significant.
0: So uh, comparing to uh, the same util- utility card, with Skellige, the Skellige got one has three strength and it adds uh, two strength to all mm. non-golden. Well, this one is one strength, it adds uh, three strength to all non-golden. So which one is just, do you guys think is just better, you know, on its own? <laughs>
2: All right. Well, I think hmm. we both want to go for Hawker Healer.
1: I like Hawker Healer more. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: and the, also
2: like just for, uh, just for the score,
0: you know, they, I think the uh, there's still, you know, other master units. Uh, I forgot what it's called, you know, but they have one of each, you know, three strings, you know, doing the, the game combo. But I'm not sure if that's still going to be a thing or not. But uh, those two combos quite well, it seems like it's going to be
2: Sorry, hmm. uh, Skald is now called Bagpipe Bro. From now on, <laughs> I, like I can pronounce that.
1: Bagpipe Bro. Yeah,
2: it's good. All right. Is it Mahakaman let's,
0: uh, next? Let's uh, talk about um, Doran Mercenary.
2: Oh, did we already not so talk about car, her?
0: Yeah. So this car is uh, two strength. This only goes to Ranger. Uh, yeah, it's two strings to this unit for each Dwarf unit on your side of the battlefield.
2: Oh, you're talking about Dwarven mercenaries. Sorry, I thought you said Elven again.
1: Too many mercenaries. Oh, sorry.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Um, I didn't like it. I thought it was rubbish. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. Uh, it could get up to like six or eight. I feel like that's as, hard as, as high as it's going to get. And you have to work for it. Yeah. Uh, it does get a, a buff from Barclay. So, that's decent. But you couldn't
1: Yeah, I don't know. The situations I the situations I found myself in where I liked it is when I had my mohawkman guards and I had Zoltan um on the board all the time. So any turn I wanted to play this guy, he's like ten, twelve. Uh just kind of due to and then Barkley L's buffing him up. So he 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 kind of functioned like in a late game way very much like madman lugos uh he comes on and he's a he's a huge scorch like lightning rod when he does do that um i wouldn't say that he necessarily won me any games but it's a significant impact for a bronze card late game if if you are so fortunate to have a bunch of dwarves sticking around all the time for every round
2: you are convincing you're very convincing (laughs) i guess i just had a very bad experience with him um I'd always try and bar clay and then, yeah, I guess I just never got the optimal hand that you tr- seem to be going for with Mahakaman guards and Zoltan. I never kind of got that.
1: Well, I was lucky enough to get Operator to get me. It was a mirror match, so I got two Zoltans. Oh, and are joking. Uh, and and uh, guards that just weren't removed. So I think every round I had four dwarves at the very least. So could probably just win with that. Yeah, uh, well, it felt pretty, felt pretty good. That game felt pretty good.
0: So, what about the silver card? Uh, shell is, I think it's called sh- Shielden Shacks. Shax. It's an 8-strings oh, melee card. Is that a dwarf as well? Yes. Yes. So how the many only thing he has going for, really. Do, uh, do we have in this deck? So, I'm counting 1, two, three, four, five, 5. not including the Dwarven Mercenaries.
3: Is that
1: correct? Uh, 5, five not play, including. Oh, yeah, in Barclay. So, it's. it's... Eight, if you include everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Oh yeah, also Zoltan. Yeah, yeah, we got him. So on average, um, maybe you can get at least three, um, if you play your hand. You know, if you uh, play your, if you think about your hand and play them accordingly, you can probably get maybe three dwarfs uh, on the war before you play uh, the dwarf mercenary. Yeah. So I think the average is. strength would be like 8. So mm-hmm. it kind of justify that uh, being like a 8 strength, but it, it does... Uh, you know, it gets the, the buff removed when uh, the, the bomb was being played, so... So you do have to think about that as well. But yeah, um, so it looks like the average value for this car may be around 7 or 8. Because well, sometimes you
1: do only idea. get two two of the buffs, yeah. so I think it really depends. If I think you would build, I think you would put a card like this in a in a in a resilient deck like this. Resilient, um,
2: resilient dwarf, yeah,
1: resilient, uh, Well, these particular resilient dwarves. So, uh, it, you know, depending on your board, depending on the board your opponent allows you to have, this card uh, can go up in value for sure.
0: So uh, what do you guys think uh, comparing to the, the Hawker he- healers? Uh, is Scarlet better than Dalen, just uh, based on this, uh, I think they, just judging from this deck?
2: I think they, they serve two different roles, really. Um, just two completely different roles. One mm-hmm. means you need to build a Dwarfy deck. The other one just kind of works wherever you want, in my opinion, with the Hawker healer.
1: I think they both work very well with the Mahakaman Guard. In either case, because they are dwarves, but they are resilient. So buffing a resilient unit is good if 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 it's staying, and the fact that it's a dwarf also works. So I feel like this deck actually had a fair amount of synergy with it. And I think I wouldn't replace too too many cards if I wanted to change it up for that particular reason. Um I maybe would I would maybe run one dwarven mercenary because of the potential for it to be uh, just a really big card in a, in a big place.
0: Yeah, just uh, I'm just thinking in terms of uh, arena. Just imagine you draft like a deck, just uh, almost um, ident- identical to this build, and you know the last card comes down to a uh, soccer healer against storm mercenary. Which one would you pick? So that, that kind of question. You know, but they on the dev side, they they actually gonna plan that sort of like drafting mode into the game, so just uh, adds a little bit more variety. Also, you know. Uh, you to be able to collect cards, another way to collect cards, instead of just playing you know, the, the standard mode, so uh, yeah, uh, let's uh, move on to the next card, shall we? Yep. So the next card um, we have is um, Hoffman Defender, which is a uh, 4-strength uh, melee unit that uh, is resilient Oh, that's the old that's the, that's the old keyword but now it just says um, keep this unit on the battlefield at the end of each round
2: it got a nerf two strength
1: but it still seemed pretty
2: good so yeah,
1: yeah it's something that your your opponent needs to decide if they want to allow you to have these on the board or not and decide early before they start gaining value or getting buffed
2: i think you could buff them too high so that you can't defend them there's not much in this deck which is going to go above eight strength. Really, I guess if you put Sheldon down at the same time, then he will. No, because when the when the round ends, they're going to be vulnerable, and that's where your deck ability really comes in. You might mm-hmm. need to lose card advantage and go first so you can place something down to protect them. But then, uh, what you have, I don't know.
1: Yeah, they're worth protecting for sure. I like them. I like that they stick around. It's good to start the round and just see, oh, okay, well, you're already up this much and uh, you have more cards that synergize with dwarves. And yeah, it just worked. I thought that they were solid cards. And uh, uh, yeah, I would definitely keep them in a deck like this for sure. Yeah, it was mentioned
2: that you could play them a Hakaman Guard and then use a Hawker Healer to stagger their strength. Um, I don't know if I'd do that. Cause it feels like a waste, but it's definitely an option. Stagger their strengths so it takes two scorches to get rid of them
1: or an epidemic.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing the meta kind of define itself to see if uh, a card like this would even have any chance at all. If, if you know, if this kind of rises to the top, then cards, uh, decks would just be teched against it. So,
3: yeah,
1: special card car composition, is... I think, is going to be. Sp-
0: I'm just uh, thinking about just yeah uh, you know, arena mindset. I think this card is gonna be very good, yeah, uh, you know, you know, like drafting type of game type because this card just seems gonna be very good uh, on its own. So uh, yeah, so that's uh, uh, that's my closing thought for this card. Let's uh, move on to the the last um, bronze card for um, this deck, is the Elven War which is just a sound of strength, but it can be placed on any road, uh, any of uh, your own road. So, do you guys think um, about-
1: Oh, so you go first yeah no the versatility is good otherwise it's just another long ship just another kind of vanilla average card that you would put in just to round your deck out uh the versatility is nice for for rows especially if you have cards like hawker healer that are buffing rows specifically um also you can put them out of weather if you didn't want to play them into weather uh, and i think that there's value in that as well but i think outside of the swap specifically um, and if we end up seeing a faction leader that does have some sort of interaction with swap other than all of those things it is it is a very vanilla card
2: yeah so seven strength is decent um i think he said quite a lot i'd just like to add that i found myself not wanting these if i could help it but they're decent if i did get them you know they're okay but i would have preferred dwarves um we have to see if we get any more dwarves that could fill out a dwarven deck like Barclay and stuff because I think this deck worked really well very a lot of synergy and she was the one that sort of stuck out as being not ones that work really very well but still decent just slightly better than the like ship because it does have agile on it all right
0: so moving on to the silver cards the first one we're going to talk about is uh the dwarf on the ace train melee card uh
2: Called
0: Sheldon Shacks. Sorry, how, how, do you, how do you pronounce it?
2: I just call it Sheldon Skags, but i never individually... yeah,
0: good enough yeah. for me. And doesn't have any abilities. Uh, before this car uh, was able to pull out a Mahakman Mah- 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 Guard, which is now called Mahakman Mah- Defender, but now it doesn't do anything. Just a any strength. you know. So comparing to other cards um uh, silver cards you know that doesn't have any abilities is usually you know 10 strength. so um, but th- th- this is a dwarf so there's definitely synergy with the door and mercenaries so what do you what do y'all think about this card <laughs>
3: did,
1: did I, right <laughs> I, uh, I i turned into
2: Yeah, so what's going on. (laughs) Funny.
0: Yeah, it's coming back now. Just a a little
2: bit. Yeah, so, like, the
1: the pitch is kind of pixelated. And it's not Mm. keeping up. (laughs) I will drop the call and come back. How about that?
0: Oh, it's working now. You're good now. You're good now.
1: We're good? Okay. Sheldon Skaggs. All right. Uh, Yeah. He's a, uh, like I was saying, he's a, he's kind of unattractive for a silver card, in that he's yeah just an eight strength. He's got he's a dwarf, and that's like his thing. So he kind of belongs to that tribe. But silver cards, I think you would expect a bit more out of. Mm. Um, maybe they're worried about potentially how strong he could get, just because he has dwarf buffs in his dwarf uh, blood. It's got that Dwarf Blood for any strategy you would want to build around. But um, in this deck, when I saw him, I thought, like, that's my silver card. That's one of my silver cards. So, you know, compare it to a card like Neneki or, or Operator. Yeah, no. like, is, it, is it in the same league at all? So that's how I feel well, about
2: it. It used to be able to mm-hmm. um, pull a Mahakaman Defender from your deck and play it. And that was a huge deal because that was a yeah. whole strategy is trying to get those out. Uh, maybe that's too strong of a strategy to get all three on the board and Zoltan. But yeah, he's really not very good. He's rubbish. Eight strength silver, and he's got Dwarven blood ready for the the buffing. But I feel like a little bit more something or other. Not in strength. do not he needs more strength? He just needs something, some ability. I think I feel because um, like you've got the Fiend. He's ten strength. You've got Manticore. He's eleven. Like I said, Scorital always seem to have lower strength than most other decks. Monster always seems to have a bit higher. But uh Sheldon is I don't know. I unless there's no other good dwarves, I don't think I'd take him.
0: Yeah, we I actually played um, the first game that I played in Killer Server round two that I saw for sure he's gonna pull out one of, one of the, you know, Maca-, defenders. So I was pretty surprised. But yeah.
2: Oh, um, okay, yeah. So if you. Sorry.
0: Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. No.
2: Um, if you combine him with Barclay, does that mean he can get up to like 10 strength? You have to do a bit of work, though. Mm-hmm. Um, still, it's not that good, is it? 10 strength?
0: Yeah, but I guess like, he is. Like what, uh, you know, like what uh, McBeer was saying, that um, especially a concept in Heart Song you know, or, you know, translate to any card games, you want cards to be able to uh, be good on its own you know? it's not just gonna have like a combination of cards and they'll become amazing but if you don't get those cards you know they don't so because all the time yeah. you're not gonna have the dream end so um, so just uh, expand to that concept you know that um, you have to play cards that's just good on its own so, uh, yeah so like what we are saying
2: it's not very good uh, he will go onto the bottom of my silver pile
1: yeah. rankings. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think uh, I think if we're using like a Hearthstone thing, uh, like terminology or ideas, uh, even though there's no mana cost associated with playing a card like that, I would still consider this card to be an understated card for its silver uh, category. I think that mm-hmm. he should just be a little stronger uh, if he's a silver card. I think that he's not statted well. That
0: yeah, may be nice,
1: would Yeah, would nine be so bad? Yeah. It's possible they just didn't work out a new ability in time, and and this is just you know KTS Sheldon's gags remembered forever for doing nothing, and in the future he might, he might uh, he might be a hero.
0: Maybe uh, an add a hero. ability that maybe add ability for him to spawn I mean play spawn a mini um Huckman guard as two strength as that has a zillion effect. How, how about that?
2: Well, yeah, I mean. And the Resilient are quite strong. I don't know. That would protect from Epidemic. It's, it's hard to say.
0: All right, so moving on to the next card. that uh, we. Uh, so this card was uh, in Kill the Server round, round one. Um, in most both the decks. <laughs> it's the Operator. That is uh four-strength melee. Uh, take a random unit from your opponent's deck and create a copy of it and on the battlefield.
2: The Operator. I had a lot of fun with him and I think everyone did. Uh, I never got a massively bad thing happen to me the second kill the server but I had some massively bad things happen in the first one but apparently the the rules were the same. I wish he wasn't in this deck. When I saw him I thought oh no thanks. Um, he is fun to play but I still don't like him I think. I don't know. If, if they can control the fact that you can't get gold I'll be right, I think. But then it might not be
1: worth playing at all. So, so you don't like it because of the, the balance of the game, like what it the, puts into question.
2: The potential differential of what you can get.
1: Hunt yeah, Rider or Foglet or
2: Geralt Swordmaster. Um, or Operator, 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 Operator. Um, if you draw from your own deck as its current state and made a copy of it, that would be good. I feel because then you could get more dwarves because you copy one uh, and he can't pull himself out. So you can't get the endless chain. You know, you could get two Nadekis from your deck, for example, if you were Northern rounds. So I feel like, yeah, if they change it to your own deck based on what your deck is now, you know, after the draws are taken out, then he would be more balanced.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I definitely had a game in which uh, operator pulled Zoltan for me. It's one of the, uh, one of the YouTube clips that I posted and uh, there's another game that I had where I got Geralt in a pretty kicky moment where it was just felt pretty, pretty gross to, to win like that. But uh, scumbag. so, yeah, it was scummy. It was scummy for sure. But, um, uh, like when that happens, it's just that's kind of what the card does. And are we OK with the card doing that?
2: Com- did you know, have fun least. playing that card?
1: Uh, I had fun playing it. There you go, it was it was yeah, I had fun playing it. That's that that's the argument, right? RNG is very fun It's fun for the viewers. It's fun. Not so much yeah. for the opponent all the time, but um, I think it kind of falls into the territory of uh, the concept of uh, What is it anti fun where it feels okay if you play it and it doesn't hit but if it does hit it feels terrible for the opponent Whereas mm. like if it doesn't hit for me, like I can push on and get on to the next turn, like okay, I got an Arrakis time to play my next card. Whereas if I got Geralt Swordmaster, now my opponent feels pretty bad about it. Yeah. Feels like he's an unlucky person, perhaps. Uh,
2: I think, you yeah. know, if the game's out for a year, it will become annoying. It's mm-hmm. just that we've only had it for like, you know, what was it, eight hours, so it still feels fun when you first see Geralt Swordmaster come out and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. But as someone said in the chat, and I totally agree, this is an example of bad RNG. yeah it's not skillful in any way. Like the field medic, you know, you, or Aldric, you have to make your own RNG in those cases. You know, lessen the the randomness. But in this one, it's totally random and uh, not skill-based in any way. Mm.
0: Like, so, it, I guess. Yeah. I guess so if uh, the devs come to you and uh, ask you to uh, redesign this card, uh, how would you redesign
2: uh, I would do the thing where it pulls from your deck, your your own deck, um, with the current state of your deck. So if you already pulled Geralt out, you can't pull it out again. That way, you could use your redraws to put something in your deck that uh, maybe Bruva who could get out later, a silver card, and you get the chance of him... Uh, you know that card the fact is that it copies it means you could get two uh let's say what silver cards have we got two yavens uh, you could get two barclays you could get two sheldon the silver cards in this deck aren't particularly overwhelmingly powerful but yeah that's how i'll do it because then there is strategy behind them because it's you know you, you figure out what you want to put in your deck and the redraws hoping that you would get uh, something and you can use shout uh Bruva Hoop to pull out certain silver cards again, so it's not like a, a risk. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's one way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's the other yeah, way?
0: I was, <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about another way as well. I think that way is pretty good. Uh, but uh, what about uh, make it like a six strength, uh, maybe like five strength, that will pull, um, pull out a random bronze uh, unit from your opponents deck. Do you think uh, about that you know so basically we want to limit like uh, the rng you know to a, a subset of rng instead of just all the unit cards uh, we want only the bronze unit cards
2: bronze are generally terrible examples you know there's so many terrible ones that are not even worth doing unless it's a mirror match then there's some commonalities but you could get like arch griffin which would be okay um, he is a silver card so it's inconsistent and like Arch Griffin would be probably the best thing you could get, wouldn't it? So, mm-hmm.
0: um, so it yeah, that's why balanced, I was thinking think moving to like go. five strengths or even six strengths, you know, for the operator, but that's just an idea for now. It's not well thought out by any.
1: Yeah, I think the restriction of the classification of card that it can pull, perhaps non-gold might be yeah. enough um but there is still really really good silver cards um uh, mm-hmm. but are they so good that doesn't it make it is, it's 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 i'm thinking i just think about the zoltan and Geralt interactions that i had specifically and how maybe if because those were the outliers of like clearly the strongest thing i could have pulled out of their decks um but if it ended up being anything else it probably would have been fine i pull out barclay L's, it's you know or or it, I guess, whatever whatever deck my opponent has, uh, it may be a little bit less impactful. And also, you, if it stays with the opponent's deck, the card that you pull may not help your strategy at all. We know those new cards are coming out Reaver Hunter. If you pull one of those, it's really not going to reach its potential. It's going to actually be kind of a bad card to get. So yeah. um, I think it's maybe just decreasing the range of of how crazy it can get in some way. Bronze and silver some then, basically. Yeah.
2: But it and works then, uh, guess... if
1: it comes out of your deck too. I think that also. Oh well, yeah.
2: If it comes out of your deck, definitely bronze and silver only. But yeah, it might be more interesting to have it come out of your opponent's deck because then it's always a bit fresh and new, no matter what opponent you're playing. Mm. But but then there's no no strategy behind it then, is there?
1: Not really. No, you're just playing it and just rolling the dice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the kind of card it is. Yeah, or maybe you need one of those.
2: Alright, so the
0: the last uh, silver card that we're going to talk about for this deck is um, the Barclay Elf. It's a siege unit for 5 strength. It has 2 to all non-golden dwarfs, wherever they are. So it could be in the graveyard, or on the board, or even in your hand.
2: Or the deck, I assume.
0: Yeah, or the deck.
2: Um, I mean, it sounds really good. I, uh, I, I, I think I do, decoyed him, or I placed him down and milvered him later. And I got to reuse him twice. It never felt like it would me anything, though. I don't know why. Plus two to all your dwarves. We've got... It doesn't work on golden ones, so Zoltan doesn't work, right?
1: Yeah, uh, it does one not one. work on non-golden no. No. So it's going
2: to put Sheldon up to ten... And the Mahakam is back to 6. And the other guy is to 4. Which is decent, I guess. That's um, 12 strengths when you play him. Does he buff himself? Mm, I don't believe that, right? no. I think so. I don't think it did. I think it probably says all other, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, he's decent. It's a very interesting card. I like the, the idea. And, you know... Decoy just works really well with him, along with you get a lot of options. And Ruber, who can pull him out if you need him. Uh, he's a card that you need to build the Dwarven deck with, and it uh, works quite well, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely felt like a, a very functioning piece of the deck. If, if I had to make a play and that was the play, it felt fine. I think that on paper, the Tail deck uh, was very low on the power scale. So a card like this um, would be something that helps it get a little bit higher. Like in many regards, I mean, it buffs, uh, what is it, buff like eight ah. different cards. Sorry, hold on.
2: Yeah. You carry on. I'm going to okay. check something.
1: So it, it's, buffing, it's buffing up to like eight different cards at a time, which is pretty good. Um, no matter where they are, when you draw them, uh, you could play it early. you could play it on a board that already exists uh, to buff it. Uh, it's just you know, it's very it's a good card. It's kind of sits where I feel like a, a power uh, a silver card's power should be not too strong, not too uh, not too weak. Okay, and I did check and it adds plus two
2: strength to everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I fell into a couple of traps because it was a bug. I only added one strength. Um, I'd place him down and my Mahakaman defenders would go up to five and then they got both scorched. And uh, I didn't realise until I just now saw the chat where people said it was a bug. He only actually added plus one during the kill the server stress test. He did. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Plus two is amazing. Yeah. I just decided. <laughs> plus one kind of meant the Mahakamans all fell within five strength with him and they'd all just get scorched, which was really bad. Um, but plus two, I feel that would be really, really good. I've changed my mind. He's a bit better than I thought he was.
1: Yeah, I it feel is, like it's uh, been like a lifetime since killed the servers. So some Ooh, some yeah. of the details are lost yeah, on me.
0: Indeed. All right, uh, so move on to the golden cards. Now we don't have two left. Uh, Zotan. So this card oh. is uh, resilient. It's a uh, melee for A strength. Yeah, keep this car on battlefield
2: at the end kind of each round. It's twenty four strength, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um it's just good. Is it neutral yeah, it's neutral in it. Um it's just good, isn't it? Yeah. It, yeah, yeah it is uh, really, I saw this it's really this is
0: actually <laughs> six strengths. So um, yeah, now it's twenty four, so yeah, definitely yeah, for some reason in my mind this was a six string. I guess I I was.
1: Stuck it used on the to be six. Build. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's good for for everything that King Black Two said. The only thing that I'd like to add is that he, unless your opponent has a very specific uh, line of play that removes him, which probably would take, yeah, m- more than one or two cards that specifically can hit gold units. Uh, Your opponent's just going to have to concede the fact that that guy is here to stay, which is uh, maybe a little demoralizing, because it's good, yeah, eight strength every turn, start it off.
2: Well, one Alzor's Thunder that I keep referring to would turn down to two, and Mm that would be really devastating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's completely pretty much negated the whole goldness of him. Um, But then Deekstra can remove gold and gets buffed for it, so... But like you said, it would normally take two cards to deal with him. But I'd be happy just Alzorth Thundering for six, six strength, and that's it.
1: Yeah, because uh, like Dimeterian Bomb wouldn't bring him back if I'm understanding no, no. it correctly. So once he's wounded, he stays wounded.
2: Yeah, and so there's quite a lot of, that's a lot of cards which wound. Like Imlaif can do three. Mm-hmm. Triss. Know that. Yeah, so you so
0: guys he is feel very like good. Uh, six strengths will be. Uh... Better change for him, for him because twenty-four strength just seems just seems a little bit too uh, too good.
1: You
2: think eight's too good?
0: Yeah. So changing him back to maybe seven, even six. Would that be reasonable, or would will he, will he still be playable, or um, what do you guys think? Um.
2: Well, I think people were going to play him when he was six strength in the previous build, so sure. he's probably still playable. But 6 strength means he could get removed from the board instantly with one alzor thunder Mm -hmm. um that's true but i mean alzor thunder is a bronze i feel like i'd be totally happy just taking him down to two strength done and that's it you know wounding him little bits here and there so i think eight's fine because i think at the minute there was no way to deal with it but when the game releases there'll be a lot of ways to win to deal with him with wounding and stuff so Mm I think we you, you get less powerful as game releases.
1: Uh, his premium art is fantastic,
2: by the yeah. way. Yeah! Legs!
1: busting into the room.
2: Yeah. Alright.
0: Uh, the final card um, is in this deck. Uh, is, uh, it's Milwa. It's an Ace Prince Siege card um, that uh, returns the strongest non-golden unit on the battlefield to the hand.
2: For both you and your opponent, I can talk a lot about this card. Um, this is I, um, how how do I do I talk about fully everything now, chess, or do I talk about it later? Yeah, uh, I think we should save it. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, I think it's a really good card because it's you Tell Their particular deck works well with this because their deck can get quite easy card advantage and you can use her in a multitude of ways that you could get card advantage from her, you could use it as a scorch that only affects your opponent's side of the board, you can use her to reuse certain abilities depending on the play, so you've got her in your hand and you just basically look at the board and see how it's going and you can choose how you want to use her and she's really really effective. Like um, she kind of counters the Zoltan opening hand starter because if uh, if you play Barclays Elves, and then they play Zoltan you can Milva and get your Barclay back but they won't get the Zoltan back and that's card advantage for you and mm-hmm. a really good ability
1: hmm and uh, I had some positive experiences playing Milva and getting uh, a spy back as the uh, the card that pulled back up on uh, from my board so can work as a decoy in that way. If you're, if the spy mm. like Yavin is is a very good candidate because he has very high strength to begin with. In my case, it was Stennis. I was playing its Northern Realms, um, but yeah, I think that she has application throughout all parts of the game, and uh, it's different depending on when you play it. Talking about an early play, getting a benefit of a card back when your opponent would not, that's obviously very good. I think getting the benefit of a Spy if you're put in that position is obviously very good as well. And the fact that you don't actually spend a card on that turn uh, is uh, very valuable. It's a good card.
2: I'm just going to have to mention something from earlier. Sorry. Alzor's Thunder can't target gold cards. So Zoltan is safe from Alzor's Thunder. (laughs) But he's not safe from like though, I think. Himalurus can, yeah. Sorry, what were you saying then? Go ahead, Chess.
3: Um,
0: yeah, and also just to expand on what you, um, what you were saying, um, you know, you can also gain car advantage. Um, if you have the car advantage at, a, at the last round, so basically you can play him uh, as the last car. You can use this car as a re- removal. Remove, you know, the strongest unit from both sides. And Then, since he already passed, you know, you can play another card. You can play, you know, your strongest card again. So basically, removing their strongest card from play while well, they can't play it again. So yeah. Yeah. So this card is very good. You know, multiple utilities. Just very solid card overall. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You, ha- you can play it as a scorch. You can play it as a card advantage. You can play it as a decoy. There's there's loads of uses for this type of card. One thing you've got to be careful of, though, is obviously it returns the strongest unit, and if you've buffed your row, then you're going to lose that strength when it comes back to your hand. But so is your opponent. So if you start Hawker healing people up, and then you use her and it brings it back, you're going to lose that strength. I think that's what happened to me with the dwarven mercs. They would get to, like, ten, I would use her, get the dwarven merc back, and, you know, he would lose his buffs. But uh, you place him down, providing there's still dwarves on the board, he would get it back. But you know, be careful.
0: Yeah, so it's, uh, it's been fun talking about uh, these two decks. Uh, it's been around two hours. Uh, yeah, we would yeah. like to come back and uh, talk about the other two decks. But before we go, uh, let's talk about uh, what different changes you would like to see, uh, if you could, you know, to, just to optimize this deck bit. Let's go ahead and start with you, uh, McBear.
1: Yeah, for me, I think I'd probably, I'd either change the composition of special cards or I would remove the Elven Mercenaries altogether. I think uh, I think there'd probably be an Elzer's Thunder theme um, with Elven Mercenary and maybe less of Epidemic, uh, possibly less Scorch. I find it hard to Run a deck that wouldn't have Scorch, so I would probably roll the dice for a Scorch uh, if I needed it. I'd probably take take out Diameterian Bomb, and I'm not a big fan of Last Wish as well. I think to replace that hero slot, I would put in Geralt, because he's good. And uh, yeah, the special card com- uh, composition, more Thunders, less Elven Mercs. Otherwise, I, I do quite like this deck. I think that the Elven War Dancers probably once we see some more interesting options, would probably be changed out. But uh they do work as cards with strength on them as cards that you would play on your turn. Uh and I love the resilient cards very, very much. So um yeah, special card composition for the Elven mercenaries and uh probably a Geralt instead of Last Wish.
2: Um I think I think he's made smart decisions, McBeard, so I don't think I would I would differ much from that. Yeah. Special Card Composition, Elven, Elven Mercs, you know, change that or remove them. I think everything's going to be the same as McBeard, to be honest. Maybe some variances, I don't know all the cards, of course. Um, but I like the card advantage he brings.
0: Yeah, I do have to agree the Special Cards, uh, definitely the Last Wish and uh, the Time of Bombs, uh, those you got to be uh, swapped out with something more useful, maybe just uh, more uh, unit cards. Also, the, just to make the Elven Mercenary a little bit more consistent. But yeah, it seems like a you know, pretty good deck overall. Yeah. You know, definitely some synergies. You know, because just as this Boytel, you know, just their faction have a lot of different tools. Just their leader ability. All right, and so uh, now we're going to talk about um, Different cars that uh, that we uh, their favorite cars.
2: Uh, oh, these are
1: favorite picks from the from the thing, yeah. Or are we doing the uh, the favorite picks now? I think so. Uh, yeah. Yes. All
2: right, so it starts with me, doesn't it? Yes. Okay. Well, my favorite pick. We just kind of went over a little bit was milva and um, eight strength golden unit goes on the siege so like i mentioned before she can be used as a scorch if you've got card advantage in the final round and the opponent passes you play her and their strongest unit goes back to their hand and they can no longer play that card anymore because they've already passed on the final round so that plays like a, a scorch but only on the opponent's side which is really good you get a card back but you can replay it You can play her just as a decoy, so you place a card down with an ability and then you pick it back up and hopefully the opponent, you give them something rubbish as well, Uh, like Wild Hunt Rider, hopefully. Uh, Or you can play her as... What's the other way you can play her? I forgot. Oh yes, Uh, when when the game begins and if they place down a golden unit and you have a a non-golden unit on the board, you play her and... You get card advantage from that, and also works as a decoy as well. So things like Geralt, Swordmaster type things, or Zoltan chivay if that's his name. Those are great opening plays that people use, and Milvey kind of counters that, which is really nice. So, And you get 8 Strength. 8 Strength is nice. So That's why she's my pick of the game. <laughs> right. so next we have uh, Megvier from Commander Swarm Podcast.
1: Oh, yeah, sir. So, so my my uh, my card of the of the event, I think, is uh, Bruver Hoog. I feel like he's a very very strong leader. I think that he's going to be relevant all the time. And I think that when we're talking about the flexibility of deck building, he'll be as he'll be good as long as they make good silver cards. Because if any silver card becomes very meta-defining. Um, I mean, even at worst, we know the decoy is an option for him. So you would be able to guarantee that you will play that card every game. And if you happen to have decoy, maybe you can play that card twice every game. So just if we're looking at strength level of silver cards, um, Bruver uh, can really, I don't know if the word is exploit it, but uh, put the best use into it and really get, get those options early on. Um, it's also a great way just to spend a turn. Uh, play a card from your deck that's not out of your hand and it could be a very very good card It's very flexible. It could be exactly what you need You build your silver cards around the idea that if I wanted any of these cards at any given time Which one would I want? Um, and it can also affect your mulligan. Perhaps you uh, Know what card you might want to use Brewer's ability on so you may not want it in your deck right away and um, so I think that just because of how flexible he is and how much control he has over the cards that you can play every single game you play, that he is my vote for one of the strongest cards uh, at this point in Gwent.
0: Yeah, and uh, interesting enough uh, that uh, every leader card right now, they have the rarity as legendary. And uh, I'm starting to wonder you know, exactly... Are we just going to get every single leader card from beginning of the game or are we just, just going to start with one and we're going to be able to open packs uh, and be able to unlock unlock uh, different leaders that way? Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to work but uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. I'm not sure even the devs have figured out you know, what's the progression of collecting different leader uh, cards can be. Uh, what's you guys' uh, thought uh, on that subject?
1: I think they might be unlocked through the tutorial i think that they might give you a, a stock four to work on um, it would be weird to not be able to play with every faction leader uh, whenever you wanted to build a deck around it but uh i think that's just going to be up to them all right
0: and, uh, i have my car uh, right now, uh, as uh Outlaw which uh, we didn't uh, get into uh, this week but uh, next week uh, we gonna talk about him more but he's uh, a spy but now it's uh, 4 strengths now which is just kind of insane before uh, doing the game's count build he's actually 12 strengths now it's only 4 strengths keep in mind he's a disloyal card so your opponent gets the strengths so just reduce by 8 strengths that's almost a card itself that's uh, giving it away. And also uh, you draw two cards and your opponent draws one card. And I also made a little video about how you can be able to keep uh, two card advantage uh, from your opponent instead of just the one uh, card advantage. Kind of s- uh, same uh, strategy with Milwa if you play him uh, the last card in your hand while well, your opponent can't play any other card because they ran out of cards. And actually, negate the card that they drew and play two cards while your opponent can play any other cards. So, um, yeah, so that's gonna do it for this episode. Um, any uh final words, uh, final thoughts, uh, shout outs from my co hosts? Uh, so uh shout uh, Too
2: um, shout outs. Well, everyone that's been supportive to me uh, over the, the last couple of weeks, I think I've Uh, Had a lot of support. Everyone's always very, very nice to me on my videos and in in the discord and stuff. So shout outs to those guys. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, shout outs to discord. There are always a great bunch of people to talk about going with at almost any time of the day. So that's always great. Always great to get that fix. Um, Anybody who's ever watched me on stream when I have done my minimal streaming, uh, shout outs to those people as well. And uh, shout outs to those people who... Uh, support the Commanders Run podcast, which uh, which I host, and I post weekly at this point, and you can find that on iTunes. Um, other than that, uh, I just think that the GWEN community rocks, and uh, I think everybody deserves to pat themselves on the back, because there's a lot of great stuff coming up. Yeah,
0: totally. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, thanks to everyone who's watching and uh, on Reddit, the score on the forums, just uh, everybody for supporting. You. Hopefully, we'll be back uh, next week around the same time, same time, and talk about uh, the other two decks and some more, some other news. Hopefully, uh, popping out soon. So, with that said, uh, we will uh, see you all next week. All right, have a good one, everybody. Thanks for we watching,
1: guys. everybody.